Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. It's the biggest finesse in the UK. What? Massive probably in the world. Yeah. Massive. Hey, do you know how much peas they make off that? That. Do you know how much money they've made of me? Bro, my my last car, they they're still sending me messages. Serious? And I ain't paying them. Both of us gotta go caught. We gotta both be on the stand and I'm saying, listen, your honor, you know, I can't pay this, man. It's too much, bro. So wait, hold on, wait, ain't they come there and they come there and try to do the um the counting? Do you know what it is? My my um lease that I had, yeah, the company's gone bust. Oh, you're right. Then. Yeah, so and imagine when I when I gave back my car, the guy who came to pick it up was like, Oh, don't worry, I've got a next lease company for you, man. This one's gone bust. So they're messaging me with kind messages like, please, if possible, could you let's set up a payment plan? <laughs> Do you know what I'm saying? Usually, like, you know when they owe when you owe their bread, it's literally yeah. you have this date to pay it. Yeah, yeah. Blah, none a, of that or stuff. It's, or it's a palaver. Bro, they've been trying to call me for time. I ain't paying that. And they've been asking, they've been trying to do the ask nicely thing. Ask nicely, um, payment plans and all of them things there. It's a joke, man. You're all right, man. I've had, bro, I've had it all, bro. Yeah. The bailiff thing, the bailiff thing, bro. (laughs) 8.50 on a one-away. Like, just that. Mm. Oh, do you know what? I'll I'll never forget the first time bailiff come to my yard, yeah? So, boom. I'm at my mum's. I'm sleeping. I'm new, new. I'm like new to the driving thing. Yeah. And obviously, you know when you first get the whip, now nowhere's far. Mm. Do you mm-hmm. get what I'm saying? I'm going all over the place. Yeah, Just like, send me postcode. What? Anywhere. Mm. I'm going anywhere. And do you know what? No girl in this country is far enough. I will drive there. I will drive to Cumbria. I'll go. I'll go a man wherever. said Cumbria. When, when, when would you say you stopped doing that, Chucky? What driving? What would yeah, you say? Yeah, just driving anywhere to see a girl. <laughs> like. When it's not patterned, man, like, I need to know that when I'm coming, either I'm staying, yeah. or number two, we've had that conversation or we've been clarting. Because to yeah, drive yeah, three hours, good. two hours to chill, yeah, FaceTime. That's long. Yeah, Face, that, yeah there's FaceTime. But I did that, though. I ain't going to lie. I did one of them. I drove to Sheffield and didn't clark. Bro, you I spoke know. about that on the podcast. I know, I know, I know. I lipsed. No, I didn't even lips. Bro, I didn't even lips. I went all the way there, yeah. I remember. Do you know what's funny? 
You know, like, see in your phone, mm. you know, like now the way that the phones are in that, yeah? Like your numbers just, you have numbers in your phone from like years back. Mm. Like, so it must have been about, by the way, you can, you know this thing, you can relax, you know? I remember last time. Oh yeah, down but time. I'm just saying, can, can it prove? Yeah, okay, it cool, is, so man. say no more, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. We don't move that spot. Okay, spot. cool, yeah. yeah exactly. <laughs> 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 he was lying down and all that last yeah, yeah. We'll get to that in a bit. But anyway, boom. So like, um, what was it? I went, I drove down there. We was just, oh yeah, this is what I was saying. So boom, I remember I had, like her number was in my phone and I thought, right, let me just shout her. This was years ago still, yeah. So then I shouted that she's done that whole like, she don't play in who it is, Who's she don't know who it is and all that. I got a boyfriend, you know, all that shit. Yeah. But cool. Boom, I'm new to whipping now. So she's at uni in Sheffield, isn't it? So I'm like, yeah, I'm coming in it. I ain't, these times I'm not thinking about, is it patterned? Mm-hmm. I've got a whip. Yeah, and Respect I can put pe- me in exactly. these four wheels. What you're in, sh- and you think I'm not gonna roll now? Because bearing in mind it was spontaneous as well. Yeah, yeah. I jumped in the whip. Now I jumped in the whip. Must have been about ten o'clock, and I didn't realize this is how new to driving I was. I didn't know how far Sheffield was. Mm. I just thought it was about forty-five minutes to an hour. Blouse and skirt, blood up. I'm in a whip two and a half hours, bro. Falling asleep. I I weren't falling because I thought I knew. Even though it was long. Mm. I felt like I knew what I was getting in it. Mm-hmm. So, um, gone down there, obviously, we was just chilling and that, talking for time. Obviously, like, the sun came up and that. And then flipping, I just bounced. <laughs> Do you know that's always the worst sign of that you're not clarting, yeah? When you see the sun come up. Yeah. And there's no, like, you ain't done. You ain't even gone to that stage where it's like, your 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 tops off or... Right, now. Nah. Yeah, all of them. So you're not even stroking your hand or nothing. That's when she's like, oh. That's devastating. If she says to you, what are you doing today? What are you doing later on? That's that's a key for you to F off. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That, that means, right, oh, you know yeah. what? That means it's done. Yeah. Okay, cool. So what's yeah. your plans for the rest of the, the day? Yeah, yeah. Oh, nah, bro. I've had a few of those before. Like, um, a thing said to man, oh, like, I'm chilling. And then she's gone, you know what? Oh, I don't even want to go work tomorrow. That's given me some incentive that I can stay. But she goes, you know what? My boss is going to be on me. Oh shit! Oh, so it's like you know what she's basically trying to say. I don't mind you staying, but nothing's happening. So you might as well go. Home. Yeah, you might as well go. Home. Soul destroying. <laughs> but I think for me that taught me a lot of valuable lessons. God, prepare before you ever take, make that journey. I never did the Sheffield stuff because you probably driving before me. I started driving a bit later. Yeah. So when I started driving, bro, it was literally I do all of that conversation stuff, and then me, I'm a type of person I like to drop hints. Okay, because I don't, I don't feel like there's not any point me coming to your house and I've got an expectation so and you haven't like, given oh, that yeah, to I'm me. So it's like, oh yeah, I'm gonna come and see you. Yeah, that's cool. No, but I'm coming to see, see you. you. No, bro. I'm coming to see you, see you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> see you, but see you, see you. And then, oh Harry, you're funny, stop. Yeah. <laughs> you're not doing, I love when they go, trust me, be on your best behavior, there's nothing happening. Yeah, man, oh, I love course. that, yeah, yeah. I love that. Babes. Biggest lie. Look at me, of course, <laughs> yeah. That's the biggest lie ever. And you know what's so mad, yeah, we both know it. Yeah, I remember yeah. someone said to me, I, I interviewed someone the other day and they was like, I love the beginning talking stages. Oh, I love that. Because mm. that's when the lies are the most realist. We both know we're capping to each other. I think that's the greatest part of it. All right, yeah. But do you know what now? Yeah. But obviously I'm at a different stage now where I'm not mm. doing, I ain't like, I'm not doing that. Mm. I'm not. Nah, I'll be honest. Like I told, I told lies to mm. get, a, to get, to because I felt like that was going to get me mm. a, over the line or whatever. Nah, I don't really, I just, I don't know. Maybe it's because there's a part of me that's like, you know, there's like the part of me that's like, 
trying, I'm lit. Yeah. Do you get what I'm saying? You I'm see me. You see me. Yeah, yeah. I think, do you know what it is? It comes with maturity as well. Because um, I'm guessing when we was doing all that stuff, man was a bit younger. And it's like, we don't know what we want from the situation apart from just having sex. Yeah. And that's it. But I, I feel like when we've got to that stage where you know who you are, you love yourself even more. Right. It's like, listen. Yeah, for real. Let's that, not that, play no in, game to it. Like, trolling aside now, like, to be honest with you, it's more, it is a lot of that. It's more of just like, kind of, you know what? Whatever it is going to be is whatever it's going to be. Mm. I, I've said, remember, I kept saying before on the pod, yeah, if you like it, I love it, innit? Mm-hmm. So I'm, but I'm not going to make, I'm not going to try to create a scenario for you to like it so that I love it. Yeah. I'm just, whatever it is going to be, it's mm. going to be. If, I, if it happens, it happens. If it doesn't, it doesn't. Sometimes, sometimes it happens and then it ends up becoming a whole relationship. Do you mm. get what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Sometimes when you follow a whole vibe or whatnot. But the early days of whipping, bro, I'm telling you, I was trying to create all different types of scenarios to get things. And do you know what the maddest thing is as well, yeah? Is that like, I still, I wouldn't even say that like, I was amazing at it. Because there was a bunch of times where there was the sun coming up in the morning and that. And I think the thing that I was always very good at was having a conversation. Mm. Do you get me? I was always good at having a girl at my house or being at a girl's house or whatever and being able to have a conversation with her. Mm. But sometimes not every girl even wants to have a conversation like that. Do you get what I'm saying? Have you ever felt, yeah, where you're talking to a girl and you're literally trying to have a conversation with her, regardless of the ulterior motive or what it is, you're genuinely having a conversation with her and you just feel like you're rambling on? Yeah, of course. Be, yeah, of course. That's the, for me, yeah. That's when it's like, bro. When I feel like I need water because I'm talking too much, <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's when I feel like there's a problem. And I think with certain girls, yeah, I don't think it's a rude thing. They're just not talkative like that, right? Yeah. And I've realized that a lot. Like some girls, genuinely, you have to be the the talker, and you'll be like to them, "Am I talking a lot?" They'll be like, "No, no." Like continue, and then slowly but surely they come out their shell, right? So I think it's sometimes you might think, you know what? This girl, man, she ain't really da 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 but maybe she's just shy, bro. Oh, yeah, trust me. You know me. what I mean? Maybe yeah, she yeah. just doesn't know how to communicate to you because she's on you differently. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then sometimes she's just probably thinking, shut the fuck up. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> just, just, just shut, shut up. up. Like, you're talking enough, big yeah, man. Yeah, exactly. So there's there's always that balance in it of trying to work out raw, like, is she, does she think I'm trying? Because sometimes I used to feel like that with my ex a little bit, like, because mm. you weren't uh, that talkative. I used to think, am I, t- am I saying too, am I saying too much, like, <laughs> So let's just be quiet now. Do you get me? Then sometimes when you're quiet, then they, they're they like, "Are you what's wrong? Are you okay? I'm like, bruv, do you hear me talking for the last half an I was hour? talking, yeah. And you didn't no say break. a word, nah, bro. Dry everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nah, it's cold. I, but that's the thing though. I feel like with me and um, a lot of the reasons why I was able to like have good like relationships with women, yeah, in terms of just even after what's have, ever happened is because the respect I had for women is always high. And if I, if I if I find you attractive and then I start to see the good sides of you as well, I just want to talk to you. Yeah, yeah, straight. And I feel like with the mandem, I know what my conversations with the mandem are going to be like. But with women, it's always different because I feel like their minds are more... It's, it's just completely different to males. Like, we, our, our minds are just kind of, like, straightforward. I can see Chucky and know... I know how Chucky thinks based yeah. on how he moves. And the conversations yeah. will have will kind of be the same. But with women, it's very complex and different. And I feel like when you find a woman who's able to give you that conversation that you keep going back to, I think for me, that's the start of something that will make me want to be around you even Strong. more. So then the conversations are not a thing where I'm trying to get something from you. This is actually doing something for me as well. Right, so right, right. I like women like that. And I think when you get to that stage where 
like you said, conversations are the main thing. Yeah. I think that's where it's the, the, the real shit stems from. I love learning from women, bro. Mm. I feel like I love learning from women. I love listening to 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 women talk. I like hearing women talk amongst each other. Mm. You get what I'm saying? I like listening to women podcasts. I like just even the friends that I have that are women, mm. I'm always asking questions and mm. trying to like give a space for them to be able to be as open as possible because I'm just, I'm super curious when it comes to that. One thing that I've never been able to be, yeah, when it comes to dealing with women or like just the sexual aspect of, you know, like meeting a girl and then being attracted to them or whatever. And, but knowing that I don't want anything from the situation other than it being a sexual thing. I've never been able to be a cunt. I've never been, and like, I remember I think I was telling Tolly this before. My thing has never been like, Come here, man. You know what I'm saying? Nah, man. Come here, man. What are you talking about? You know what I'm saying? Grab, like, Do you know what? I, I don't have that in me. I just don't even have it. I don't have that in me. It's upbringings, man. I can only let it down to that, bro, because the way I saw my dad caress my mum oh. was like, obviously, it was very awkward for me. I was thinking, come on, y'all, man, man. I'm here, y'all. But like, I'm going to play your song. Yeah, trust me. I, I love that because I feel like for me, it made me realise, yeah, that you see women, yeah, they want to be appreciated and they want to be spoken to a certain way. Right. And some people have clocked it so much, that's why they clock so much gal, because they've clocked it yeah. to a T. They yeah. know that you got to make a woman feel like she is a queen, feel like she is the topper topper. Yeah. And the way you speak to her, the way you ask questions is a representation of that. The whole come here thing. Come here, man. That's the, that shows me where you're Yo, at. yo. Yeah, yeah. Come here, man. Come, what are you doing? And come you know, here. I feel, so you know, I feel sorry for women though, yeah, because I'm, I'm sure you speak to a lot of women. The fear that they have, yeah, from from like rejecting men because of things like that. Yeah, yeah. The aggressive nature of na- nature of it is why they'll give the number over because of Facts. fear and stuff. And I didn't understand that until I got older because I used to see enough men in school do that. I like, come here, man. And I thought, you know, you start to think, what is my is my little neaky approach, this little calm thing, is it the right way to yeah, do it? Yeah, because yeah, yeah, yeah. she just gave Donnie the number, but when I got older, I realised it's out fair, bro. It's not Straight. because she wants to, it's because like, she feels scared to. Funny thing is, Chucky, just quickly, I looked at something online the other day, yeah, and it was like, it must have been one of those Reddit things, yeah? And it was like, what would you do if there was no men in the world for 24 hours? Yeah. Did I not bring this up? I think you did, yeah. yeah. Did, I, I, did I bring this, wait. Nah, I yeah, had I had a conversation with someone, mm. literally just if I, if it wasn't on a podcast, mm. it was with someone I was talking to just within a week, bro. Yeah. Go go and say. Go so on, say. I'm sure you probably know because you can yeah. take it on from this. But some of the replies, yeah, I didn't know how mad it was. People are like, oh, I'd go on a jog, I'd go on a jog, um, I'd listen to, I'd go on a jog with music in my ears, and I wouldn't care about no men coming to grab me and hold me. Girls and stuff were like saying that. I would just wear what I want. You know that that made me feel mad, bro. Yeah, just just for for people who don't know what we're talking. Yeah, there was a thing on on Twitter. Was it on Twitter or Instagram? I can't remember. Someone mm. just said it was like, ah, oh, say like if there was no men in the world, like what would you do? Like what would what would you do? And there was hella gal in there just saying very re- things that we do sometimes mm. that we don't even have to think about, mm. like wearing what we want. When I left my yard today, I didn't think to myself. Raw, when I'm like, I'm gonna wear something today, and this is gonna make a girl feel like she's just gonna go, she's gonna s- feel my tings or whatever mm-hmm. it may be or whatnot. I could just dress in it. 
yesterday I was talking to a girl, yeah, and she was was talking um she was uh, talking about gym or whatever, mm. and um, um, I'm not gonna get into that whole conversation, but she was just like, you know what? And she's quite a curvaceous woman mm. as well, yeah. And she's like, I went to the gym down the road. I went there for a week, and I said, nah, man, I can't even really do that because it's like the just the staring and man standing there just watching and all of these things. And I'm like, you know, like maybe I'm a very, I'm an overthinker anyway, yeah? Mm. So even in my gym, I go to gym box, honorable shout out to them. And as I said your name, bust me on the flipping. You get what I'm saying, <laughs> yeah? Discount me in that, yeah? Yeah. Yeah. So anyway now, um, like I'm, I'm always very conscious of the fact that when I'm in the weight section, mm. usually it's bare man, mm. bare testosterone, and a lot of noise sometimes. You know when you get man in the, yeah, ah, ah, yeah. So I already think in my head, when a, a woman um, puts herself in that, for me, I'm like, that takes an element of courage to a degree, especially if you've got a certain type of body or whatever, because there's a lot of men around and you just know that, you know, you're wearing a sports bra, whatever it may be, that that's going to bring some type of attention. For me, how my mind works in that scenario is, you know what? I'm not about to be another pair of eyes like that. Mm -hmm. So I will purposely not look in that direction because I don't want to contribute to that. Mm -hmm. If me and her are just on our ones and we take a a quick eye contact or whatever, that's a different thing. Do you get Mm -hmm. what I'm saying? But even then, like, you know, literally just the other day, I see someone say, um, avoiding eye contact in the gym is a whole new sport within itself or something like that. And I'm like, like, I don't know, for me and maybe for someone like you, when I see that, Mm -hmm. that resonates with me in a certain type of way. It makes me feel a little something and it makes me feel like, it makes me feel a little bit sad a little bit that, Right, you lot, you actually fit. Certain people have put you in a situation where you feel as though you can't wear what you want, you can't train in the gym properly, you can't do this and you can't do that because it's just a bag of harassment. But that's the thing, and I think because we're men and we like it's kind of normalized to some capacity where you'll see men do that, and no one's gonna pull up that man and say, Big man, what are you doing? Mm. Do you get me? Because it's so normalized, and I think with women, you see it in the gym, bro, like. Their heads are down, headphones in, in out because it's the it's the attention. Men are coming over to you to your personal space where you're looking after your body to come and interrupt all of that with their sexist views. It's just disgusting. And obviously, I didn't clock how deep it was mm. until I saw that, and I was just like, "Raw, is this genuinely what women go through like in the gyms?" And obviously, we see it, but I'm not. I'm to some capacity, I was a bit oblivious to it because number one, I ain't that guy. I've never been a guy. I've never moved to a girl in the gym. No, like same. I'll be with my brethren and I'll say like, yeah, that thing over there is mad still. But, yeah, we'll, but, but we'll carry on doing our gym. Yeah, that's yeah, not yeah. the type of guys to go and pick up a dumbbell in front of her. Like that's yeah, for me, yeah. that's some stalker <laughs> shit. Do you know what I'm saying? And I think- Have you done the one though where like, say she's there or whatever, like you look away and then you tell the guy, right, yeah, this like she's all right still. And as the bridging's looking, you're just there like this, trying to pretend like you're not looking either. Yeah. Like, just... oh, the mirror. Yeah. <laughs> if you look at the mirror and you can see from far away, like the thing is, yeah, there's a difference between appreciating a woman Facts. without saying anything or doing anything mm-hmm. and keep that internally or say it to your bridging's. Then there's a diff. Then there's another difference, which is not what we believe in, but which is to go into her personal space where she's gymming and make yourself present. Mm. When she doesn't, she hasn't asked you for that. Yeah, yeah I'm not, as, I'm not as, as small as a gym is, everybody can can have their own personal space. Right, and that's something that 
I think gyms need to, to, to monitor as well. And also, I understand when women say, I want I want female-only gyms. But that's what I was just talking about yeah. yesterday, bro. Like, I, I, I hear that. I, I fully, fully hear it. Because I, with the stories that I hear going on, I, I can't account for men in terms of that stuff there. Yeah. So I'm here for, for females having that. 100%. Women that's having women. that. Yeah, women. So that was on saying exactly the same thing. You know what? It's, that's a space for you. Do you know what it is as well? I feel like it's a space for certain types of women as well, mm. isn't it? Like, if you are curvaceous or, I don't know, maybe you could be religious or whatever it may be. Yeah? Mm. You know, there's like, for some, you know, like for some women that have certain types of bodies or whatever mm. it may be, yeah, certain men just cannot help themselves. Mm. So you know what? That's a perfect space for you as well. Mm. And like, it's a, a space where you can, everything's the same. So you can go in, you can train, you can do all that. And, and the reality is it shouldn't have to be like that. You mm. shouldn't have to section off a whole gym mm. for women to be in there to do their own thing. But if, if, if it means that it's gonna make some people comfortable, I'm 100 million percent all for that. I just mm. think that, I feel like it makes hella sense to be fair. One time, you know what? I was in, um, I was in Halsden, yeah? It was like, must've been about, it must have been about four summers ago. And um, I'm walking down Halsden High Street, yeah? And I could hear commotion. You know, like when you can hear something going on around you, but you mm. don't know what it mm-hmm. is, yeah? So I'm just hearing, bear commotion. Bombo cut, brass cut, what in black? I'm like, what's going on? I'm like, I'm genuinely, I'm so baffed, yeah? Anyway. When I've looked like directly behind me, there's a girl that's walking. She looked like a hip hop model, bro. Mm. Can't even lie. Like literally, mm. well, summertime and that. Mm. Obviously, the tight leggings and whatnot. Mm. Back was doing a. You get what the I'm saying? Bay. What? <laughs> and the, like, and obviously she had. You understand what I'm saying? The, the busty thing. The face was out of this world. East African gal. You know oh, how yeah, them? Yeah, t- yeah. What? I couldn't believe. But I couldn't believe what yeah. was going on. But. Already, at my it doesn't take long for my mind to kick in. Like, ah, right, cool, yeah, I know what that is. I'm gonna keep, mm. yeah, I'm gonna keep thing, bro. This girl, she had she had headphones, like you know the Beats headphones. Mm. So walking down the street, yeah, all you could hear is bumblecat. Put where they, the foot, the fat pussy, yeah, the fat pussy, and I'm like, yo, mm. like she might not even want those headphones on her head like that, but she knows <laughs> it's summertime. She's dressed the way that she's dressed now. She just needs to block out the noise because mm. she's got to walk down the street every day or she's got to go wherever it is that she's got to go. Yeah. And like, I don't know, man, that must be, it's got to be a mad thing to go through, to be fair. Like, uh, yeah, uh, you know what it is? We, we're never going to understand that, yeah. Her headphones like this. So, oh, like you that. know, like she was walking down and she had headphones in like this, yeah. And I was thinking, <clears throat> she's probably not even really listening to music like that. Mm. Well, she probably doesn't even want to listen to music like that, but. You know what? That's the only way that you're going to block out the noise. And on top of that, that's probably a way that you can stop, you can stop um, conversation from happening. Mm. Do you get what I'm saying? Because if you're listening to music and you're power walking, then it's harder for someone to kind of roll up on you and stop you from, mm. you get what I'm saying? So man, I do that when I've got my AirPods in, if I'm cutting train, I don't want people to talk to me. So yeah. I remember when I used to be walking down Peckham or whatever, I'd have my headphones in and I'd be like, Shout you, yeah, shout yeah. These yeah. times, there's nothing in there. It's just, it's just a way to avoid conversation with yeah. people, isn't it? Do you know what I'm saying? And I, it's mad because again, like we're never gonna understand that feeling. It's very rare where a girl will see you in the road and go, 
Oh my days! Look at his long dick. That's like, not yeah. gonna happen. Do you no. know what I'm saying? But for females, that's a normal thing. And it's some some women are traumatized by that stuff. That any man that tries to even approach them, they're on gang because it's just, it's just reminding them of maybe that one time when someone grabbed them, Fact. or that one time when they they was put in an uncomfortable position. And it's like men have to be very aware of that when you're, especially if you're speaking to women, because a lot of men will see a woman on the road and be very polite and say, "Can I have a word with you?" And she's like, nah, and it ends there, innit? Do you know what I'm saying? But some people don't know that no means no. Yeah. And I think there's a lot of education that needs to be hap- uh, taught to men about that stuff. Kids. K- kids as well. Kids. Um, I feel like kids more so because, well, men definitely, but kids more so as growing up and that. If I, From mm. once that's in your head early, because I feel like we're talking from a point of realisation mm. as adults. Mm. When we were young bucks, we didn't really think about it like that. Even so, I've never ever grabbed a gal that doesn't want me to, to grab her, bro. Same. Like, or ever, like, like I, you see with women, when a girl looks at me and she gives me a certain look, I know that's okay for me to come and speak to you mm. or have a w- little word with you, do you know what I'm saying? But I've, I'm, I'm the type of guy, when I was younger, I used to think, yeah, that a girl would just come and move to me. I've got my trim, I've got my, my trainers, I've got my, my tracksuit you're gonna come and speak to me. And for like a good two years, nobody came to me. And I realized that, okay, cool, this thing don't work. You know when you're looking at a girl and she's looking at you and you're thinking, yeah, that's my wife. This is about to happen right now. And she doesn't. That was my thing. Then I started realizing that conversation leads to whatever. So yeah, again, I think that's a conversation that we need to start teaching people. I would compliment, like I would compliment, and I'd probably still do that now. I would compliment and leave it as that. Mm. So like, if find I say me. I saw, huh? find me. I'm complimented you. You like me? Come find me. Yeah. Some. You know what it is? Sometimes that's just enough, isn't it? Mm. Sometimes it's just you know what? Just even like the outfit looks really nice or whatever mm. it may be, and just keep it stepping. Mm. Do you get what I'm saying? Like sometimes for me, sometimes that's just been enough. Maybe later on down the line, you know, now nah, Instagram and all of these other things make it make the world smaller in it. Mm. So you can see someone, you might compliment them or just say hi or whatever it may be, and then within an hour or a week or a month or whatever you, you might somehow find each other or, or whatnot but I don't know I speak to what you're saying in the sense that I've always been on the same thing bro I've never I've never really had it in me to slap a girl's bum squeeze a girl's breast all of these type of things just on a super mad random one but but I it, it does go back to the upbringing maybe mm. it does mm. go back to that but I also think that even though I didn't I wasn't doing it I couldn't articulate why I wasn't doing it. It was only until as I got older and I'm listening to mm. conversations that like my friends are having or just other people are having that has made me think, oh, oh shit, yeah, that's probably why I don't, that's, that's definitely, I'm not, I don't want to contribute to that. Mm. You get me? So I don't know. But with that being said, Playboy Clarty. Come ah, on. Come cows, on, G. What are you talking about? Unreal. What? Oh, Unreal. bro. Let me tell you this, yeah. I swear, I remember I rang you, I said to you, bro. Yeah. If I was mills up, if I was mills up, yeah, <laughs> I would have just transferred you. Just te- I'd have just given you just ten bags, just like that. I'd have just done it, man. I'd have just said, you know what? Send me your um, account details, and I'm just giving you ten racks. Fuck it, like I just, I'm just giving you ten racks. That was that. that was absolutely. I don't care what happens mm. in the rest of them, yeah. Mm. That and how you dropped that was absolutely sensational, bro. Seriously, do you know what's so mad about that though? Yeah, like. With me, yeah, when I'm in that setting, when I'm working with like people that I know, I'm so comfortable. Mm. And it's like, it's banter. It's what man then would say if we was doing that in the real life. Fact. As much as that's entertainment and stuff, yeah, that's the element of how I am on a normal day. 
I always try to find the words or the things, the sayings. I'm always good on my feet to, to say certain things. And I was just thinking, that's something I've been saying to myself from years, Playboy Clarty. Oh, is and, it? Yeah? And, I, and I use that as a um, reference, like, to let man know that if I was a rapper, yeah, that's that's it. They will know me for that, <laughs> and I think that's that's just like a, a representation of how I am in it. Like mm. when I'm with the man, them, that is how I, how I move. Do you know mm. what I'm saying? And um, it's good that it's 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 out there on a, on a public platform, yeah, yeah. and people get to watch it. It's very funny. It's entertainment. Yeah, and man. that's what I initially, when I first started doing this stuff, wanted to be known for, bro. Like I wanted to be known as that guy that is so confident that he can say what he wants and it's smooth as hell. Mm. And you can't compare it to nobody because no, who says that? Exactly. Do you know what? Yeah. So last time, obviously, last time you came here, it was April two thousand and nineteen. Yeah, mm. and you was like in your workings, like, mm. and since then, all the way up to now, yeah, mm. I feel like there's been massive changes mm. in your life. Do you rem- obviously you remember coming here? Yeah, yeah that was. Do you I remember was- how you what like? Do you remember just where you was at then? Yeah, I remember. Them times there, I just quit my job, so mm. I think I was three months into being self-employed. And um, I was just in that hungry place. Like, I've just come from poverty, bro. Like, I've come from not having much, not still, like, kind of not on the roads, but you get me, I'm there, kind of. And I just wanted to better my situation. But I knew what I wanted to do. So everything I've done now is a testament to where my head was at that place, in it? To see it work out to where it is right now, sometimes I don't even believe that it's true. Yeah. Sometimes I don't even, like, I'm so normalised, like, I remember, like, people would be like to me, bruv, like, you just done this and you're acting like it's normal. And it's because I originally saw this happening, bro. Yeah. It's so weird to say. Like, yeah, yeah. people say it's so cliche. Man, I saw the future happening and I just went, like, literally, that's what I saw. And... Yeah, bro. Sometimes I just got to pinch myself and say, bro, you really done it, man. You really yeah, yeah, yeah. changed your like your situation and done it unapologetically yeah. as well. Facts. Do you know just what I mean? by just by being yourself. Yeah. Hey, there's something I don't know what it is, yeah, and I like I'm yet to articulate it in the way that I really want to, but there's something so uplifting about just being able to work off be just being yourself. Mm. Do you get what I'm saying? Like someone just hiring you mm. because they just want they just want to ha- they just they just want you to just be you. Like come, we want to pay you so you can be you. Come in it, just be you. Do you know so much Chucky? Yeah? That's the one thing. Like imagine you, yeah, like I said, you remember when I first came here, yeah, and I remember saying this is one of the best podcasts I was ever on because I was able to speak about my past and my present without knowing and how it was very therapeutic for me because mm. I got to basically speak about my truths in it. The fact that I'm able to go into establishments that I used to watch when I was a kid, Man United, mm. Adidas, mm. all of these massive Spotify, yeah, and be me. They pay me to be me, bro. Right. Man United, the Adidas guy, when I did a Man United advert, he's come over to me, he's gone, oh, yeah, Harry, man, we want to, we want you to do that. We are winning. He said that to me, bro. And I, I lost it. I said, here's me trying to do the professional stuff. Yeah. Bun that. Be you in it. Be unapologetic, un- unapologetically you in it. 
And for me, I think that's my biggest blessing because when I did start doing this thing, I, I never had nothing else to do, bro. Mm. Like working wasn't getting me nowhere. I didn't finish uni. Mm. Um, the roads didn't work for me. Mm. Do you know what I'm saying? So I was kind of stuck and I knew that I had one thing which was to entertain people. That's what I do for free, bro. When I'm chilling with the man then, that's for hours doing. on end, I'll be buying bear suits and I'm the one that's creating bear drugs. Mm. Do you know what I'm saying? So for me to then get paid to do it and create a career for myself to help my family, and helped me change my whole life, yeah, it's next level, bro. And like I said, bro, I still don't even understand how it's happening because yeah, it's just man. like every day is just a brand new day, bro. Yeah. From jumping in my car to doing a meeting with this person and, oh, this person's a fan of your work and yeah, it's yeah, just yeah, weird, bro. bro. It's mad yeah, weird. Yeah. But there's there's still more levels to unlock. And I feel like as well, there's um, there's more there's more understanding that brands and stuff like that need to, to, to have in that as well. Mm. But I feel like a lot of us, at the moment, which remember I was saying to you on the phone, is that like, I feel like a lot of us are putting us in positions where you can't, it's that you can't get rid of the man name right now. You just can't, innit? Mm. Because again, a lot of us are just, we're being ourselves and people are gravitating to that and there's value in it. Do you mm. get what I'm saying? Because we are lit, bro. Like we are what every everybody wants to be, from the podcast to the music to the acting to the sport to everything, bro. We are the ones, bro. You go to the hospital, bro. The person who's gonna clean you up is probably gonna be a black lady, mm. or or someone from the Philippines who's gonna do an amazing job. I feel like the the notion that we have right now, we need to actually take hold of it. They need black people in black space in, in in their spaces right now, yeah, and they need to pay us. Because we contribute so much to this society yeah, that I think we are the generation that needs to push it even yeah. more. Because yeah. now if you look at it, bro, Nines has gone number one. Right. Following off that, Heady's gone number one. D-Blocks went number two but as well. D-Blocks went number week. two. So and they've got the that. most streams yeah. in, I think, on the Apple Music and Spotify charts. This is insanity, bro. Like, yeah. we are changing the narrative. And I feel like being part of it, yeah, we're not going to know the depth of it until we're, we're older and the new generation comes in. And then people are going to be like, yeah, it was that podcast that spearheaded this or it was that song or that this that spearheaded yeah. it. And to be part of it for me is the most important thing. I was saying to Philly and Chance the other day, I was like, you lot went on Soccer Aid and you lot don't even know how deep that is, how no, big no. that is. And, the, moment, and, the, and the, moment, the moments that they created in it, the biggest moments in it. How are you lot trending and, and soccer, more than Soccer Aid? Yeah, exactly. That shows the power that we have as as a as a unit, and I feel like like feel like there's a big unity starting to happen right now. Yeah. I feel like people are starting to realize that if I work with you, we build it together. Yeah, yeah. And there's I hope moving forward that there's no like um, egos because we've had that in the past where there's been this one black rapper and he hasn't helped this person and yeah. it's just been him at the top. Well, now it's like everybody's at the top. And I love that. I love being part of it as well. And uh, if you tell me in the beginning if that's what I thought was going to happen, I'll be lying. Do you know what I think is good as well, bro? I'll tell you one thing that I think is really good on a personal one is that, like, sometimes, like, brands will hit man up or whatever. Mm. And the thing that I love the most is, like, is conversations that I've had with peers on a thing of such and such has hit me up. Like, what, like... What 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 do you reckon the fee is like? What do you reckon they're trying to? Because some of us like, you know what? It's I feel like how do I say this without? You don't want to be tricked out of your position, but sometimes there's certain things where it's like, okay, cool. You don't want to, like, so, someone could have went in and said, you know what? We are going to charge X, Y, and Z for that. Mm. Then someone else comes in and they charge, you know, a 
70% less, mm. yeah? So then all that does now is it just raises, it, it lowers the thing. So everyone else that's coming underneath is now trying to fight for this when ultimately this is always here. Mm. And there's a bunch of conversations where I've had with a couple of people that's been like, you know what, such and such is coming for whatever. Like what, what, what type of conversations did you have? These are the type of conversations I had, bearing in mind that like, and I want you to bear in mind that how they spoke to me and how they speak to you might be completely different. My experience with them might be completely different to your experience with them. But these are the things that you wanna keep mm. in mind. Keep in mind this, if they tell you or they mention that, then maybe come and say this or try to avoid that because of X, Y, and Z. These are conversations I'm having with street dudes, bro. Mm. Like man from the street I'm having these conversations with. And I know that that's beneficial for them because they're not necessarily used to being in that dynamic. They may not have an agent. They may not have someone that can negotiate those type of things for them. So mm. if you just take someone from the street and you're just offering them just uh, legal money, they might just mm. take that because mm. it's it sounds great, but yo, you know what, it is good. But you know what, you could actually get that because you are worth this at mm. the moment. Do you know what I mean? And I love that, bro. Serious, you say that because I've had those conversations before. I remember, like, one of the first one of the first things I ever did um, was like a TikTok campaign, yeah, mm. and it was just literally to tell people to go and do TikTok. And it this was like two years ago, my first bit of peas in it, and it took time to come. And I remember someone they, telling they, me they, about first one always yeah, takes a while, it was a mad it? thing. And someone told me about late fees and invoice and and how to deal with your your invoice and stuff. Like yeah, we had this conversation. Yeah, no, like it's, it's two weeks ago prominent that and I and I advise everybody that when you're sending your invoices make sure there's late fees because if I do the job I don't care yeah what's going on in your financial department my yeah. job is done I need my money within those 30 days which the contract says and what have you, you ever actually charged anyone late fees we are owed money from a big brand right now and it's been almost two months and we ain't been paid yeah sad thing is I like working with this brand didn't it yeah right and I've had to have that conversation with them to let them know that next time we do work, I need upfront payment while I do it. I need 50% mm. upfront. If not, then we can't do the work because what you've done, you've showed to me that you're very incompetent with your payment. Right. As, as big as you are, you're very incompetent with your payment, innit? However, my bad, innit? Because I shouldn't have thought just because you're a big brand that, that you're going to pay on time. Yeah. They're the worst. They're the worst. We, we all know they're the worst. They're the, they're the worst, worst innit? And it's like, then it came down to like, I should have asked for more. Because now I don't feel like what you're paying me is not, it's very distasteful now. Mm. Yeah, you know I hear that. <laughs> It's not the same as how I felt when I first I said I'm going to do the job, yeah, innit? Yeah, so yeah. those conversations is what the conversations I have with up and coming people or people that have been there before me let me know that as well. Like, see your worth, yeah? Only you know that. Mm. They don't know what your worth is. Mm. Their budget don't reflect your worth. Because if I look at it really and truly, I should I should say, if, if I say, okay, I want to I want to charge 100K every time I do some work. If I know that with what I offer you, you're gonna make 100K, then I, of course I'm worth 100K. Mm -hmm. Do you know what I'm saying? But it's just about building that brand and building that brand for yourself. And then on top of that, whenever you work, work very efficiently. So when you do ask for a, a next upgrade of, of P's or whatever, they can't say no. Mm. One thing my manager does whenever we do this budget stuff, yeah, is that, if because sometimes it's PR companies, it's not really the brand, innit? Yeah. So the PR company might hit you up and say, boom, 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 we've spoken to the client, this is the budget. My manager always says, well, this is what Harry's done. And it's always a paragraph because your boy's done a lot. Straight. Do you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And that always changes to, okay, we've spoken to them. Yeah, about, yeah, yeah, yeah. 
that has come didn't come straight away this is something we had to build because number one man, that's a good one hard. that's a good and one actually. Also, I never thought about that yeah because it's like bro I know what I can do bro there's not a job I've ever done and I haven't given it my all yeah impossible because I don't have another chance at this this is my one chance mm. so every job I take it as this is the final one and I make sure I work very very hard so it reflects that when my invoices get paid I feel like yeah I've done my job yeah straight so yeah, it's one of those things I've learned due time, bro. But it wasn't easy at first because man's just there sweating, emailing, no one's responding to you. Right. Joke, man, thing. And that's, that's, and, and that was going to what I was saying before in that, like, sometimes, you know, like, with people coming into the game and that, some people are not necessarily aware of how you negotiate certain things or, or even how to work out what your worth is. Do you know what I mean? And so, you know, what I charge or what this person charge or whatever is can be all different but I'm just letting you know that remember that you've done this and you come from that and the environment that you come from might be one of the reasons why they are, you've been employed mm. you know there's all of these different um, factors for why you could be getting this and all of these factors stem down to who you are as a person and who you are as a person has monetary value. Mm. Do you get what I'm saying? So you always got to make sure that you've been spoken to correctly. Mm. If we don't have these conversations amongst each other, then sometimes you can put yourself in that situation where, you know, you're getting X, Y, and Z now and you turn around and you look and you're like, you see this guy? Whereas, you know, like when companies were going for the digestible face, you know, a lot of the time they were companies that would go for the digestible face more so than someone like us because they would feel like maybe you know if we came there we we're gonna mash up the thing or be unprofessional or whatever you look at what that person is making to what we are making and it's like where we come from what we're doing has the biggest value theirs doesn't and the pay gap is outrageous we just need to make sure that we level this up a tiny bit. Do you get what I'm saying? 100%. And you know what it is as well? And one thing I, I clocked when I first started doing what I was doing is I didn't want to be a gimmick, innit? I didn't want to be one of those people I have to go into character. Mm. Do you know what I'm saying? Because that character, once the the world starts to see or the or, or social media starts to see that this is rubbed out now, yeah, these brands ain't going to be hitting you up no more. Nah, and you die with it. You die with that stuff. And I'm not a brand-orientated person. My stuff is my stuff. I just go into that, them places and do what I needed to do. And I think that was very... I think that's my, my secret weapon, if anything, to why I still am prominent in this scene right now is because it's me. Mm. I can level up and you lot won't be ready for it. Mm. You haven't seen me at my, my prime, right? I'm still young. There's still so much stuff I want to do. I want to go into acting. Mm. I want to tap into having my own production company. I want to actually be someone who is spearhead for giving opportunities to other people in the scene as well. So it's bigger than me. When I first started, it weren't. It was just, I need to get some bread, bro. <laughs> Man's bro. Yeah, yeah, of course. Do you know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, need, I need something. Do you know yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. But now it's Money like... to eat. Like the money hasn't, or, or the success hasn't made me change anything. If anything, it's made me more smart. Do you know what I'm saying? It made me realize that there's more people. And for example, there's people that bust me mm. who've had that mentality. Yeah, yeah. I just want to see you win. Mm. And they really mean it. It's not no, like they're doing it because, hey, I want to be associated with this guy because I know it's popping. It's genuinely, I want to see you win. Mm. And I think that is something that when we're having these conversations about telling your, your guy, okay, cool ask for this because you're worth that. Those are the conversations that help to, you get me, mm. make sure that everyone else that comes before or after you has yeah, that same man. mentality. You know something, because again, it's like, remember it's, it's not so much about the money, mm. you know, but like there are, it is about what 
some of these things can come with and the stepping stones that it can put you on and all of these things and that too. But there's been many of times here yeah, where, you know what, I've been offered something, yeah, mm. and it's been nice, bro. Mm. It's been nice. But I know that like when I look at what I had done or what had happened before, that really the worth is a bit more. Mm. And so like, I always fight with, I'll give you, I'll make it more specific, yeah. Um, I did a job for a certain company, a company that I love working for, yeah, proper mm. love working for them. And um, and it was successful. The, what I did with them mm. became very successful, whatever, working on the next project or whatever, um, contract came through and there wasn't really a, much of a change in the contract, yeah. Mm. Now, bearing in mind, the contract's nice. Mm. The contract is nice, bro. I would just take that. Mm. But I have to take into consideration that the success that we had of the last one hasn't been reflected yeah. really in the contract. So there's a, a uncomfortable conversation that needs to be had, but it's mm. not uncomfortable really, mm. because ultimately it's a business. Mm. They've done what they've supposed to do from a business side. Yeah, we'll just offer that. Mm. It's for me now to go and say, you know what? We did, you know what I mean? Mm-mm. Like, the, you understand what I'm saying? As soon as I did that, you know what? We understand, I'm gonna go back and we'll negotiate, we'll have a little conversation. Mm. Later on that day, 5.30 p.m., boom. Can we, is this all right? Yeah, you know what? Work with that yeah. one, you know? <laughs> Work with that one. Now we, you know what I mean? Now we, now we have, now we're talking. That's, but, do you know what though, Chucky, yeah? It's scary to have, to, to have that conversation because ultimately we're from a certain place where, and to be honest, it goes deeper to say, because we're black and it's like, we feel like, well, I'll speak for myself. If we ask, we can, maybe we could potentially fuck up the bag. Maybe they could potentially say, oh, do you know what? We don't know. Yeah. The minute, the fact, the the, the, the second, yeah, that they say to you, we want to work with you, mm. is to say that they've thought about everybody yeah. and they've come and picked you. Yeah. You've gone and done something successful that's worked. You're in all, you're in your right to say, yeah, I want more. Yeah. Because yeah. you know what you can offer. Exactly. And do you know what it was? I didn't want to come across greedy. Yeah. That was the thing. I didn't, one, I didn't want to come across greedy. And do you know what as well? I know this sounds mad, yeah? Mm. But I did think in my head to the person that I'm having this conversation with, I know that they're not the boss boss, Mm. yeah? And to them, they might be looking at that figure and thinking, how the hell could he like, like, look at what he's getting Mm. for the, for those couple of days work. And I'm here doing so there's like that that bit of empathy within me that is like, I could be negotiating a certain level of P with somebody who might be thinking to themselves like, but then I also have to understand it's not your money. Mm. Yeah, it's not your money. And also it's not about you. Mm. You know what I mean? This is about what we trying to come to a, a, a common ground where we feel like it's both fair mm. and we can work in harmony together and move forward. Because you know what you're going to get with me now. I've showed you that and I've proved it. So let's make that reflect. I feel you're, I feel like you're right. Because you can only have that um, that way of thinking once you've done the business. Mm. Do you know what I'm saying? Um, with me, I wasn't asking for what I'm asking for now because I knew that I needed to prove myself first. But now there's no conversation that I really need to have. Like it's not, it's not a long thing anymore. Yeah. It's, this is what I feel like I'm worth you go back and see what's, yeah. what you want to say. If it works, it works. If it, it works, works, it works. And I think it's just, um, even that, to be in that situation is such a blessing because, again, when I first started doing this stuff, yeah, I didn't know how to make money from Instagram. I was just posting videos 
on my stories, on my page, on my Snapchat and not getting no money from it, no opportunities were coming, but I knew that there was gonna come one day. I knew that they would see one thing from me is that my consistency, I'm a yeah. consistent person. I work very hard and you, whatever you can say about me, I entertain. Like whether I'm not your type of entertainer, that's cool, tomato, tomato. But I know that I was always gonna be able to give you something, yeah, that will always be at a certain level, innit? And I think a lot of people are now witnessing that as well. We're seeing a lot of people do their own editing do their own stuff, do everything on their own. So when people come and ask them to do stuff, it's like, well, I do all of this stuff on my own, so you need to pay me extra for that. Mm. And I love that about what's happening right now. That I've seen a lot of women go and do YouTube and gaming and stuff oh, that- trust me. That we- like, Honorable shout out to Elle's the Witch, Elle's the Witch, way. I was even thinking Killing about Elle's the Witch as well. And I was watching her from the beginning, like when she just started her YouTube yeah. and that. You know, like the consistency that she's kind of, Mm. you know that she's been delivering has been nuts and you can see like that's paying off already and look we got Yinka, Yinka, Yinka she's yeah. about to start as well she's all smashed her she can get paid from Twitch now yeah, yeah. quicker than most people that have been on it for time and I think that just shows isn't it like once you have a passion for something yeah, and you actually are good at it yeah. you can make bread from this thing like and I want anyone that's, that's, that's watching this to understand that that man's not just saying it because it's cool to say it. it's real facts yeah. people are actually changing their destiny by doing things that they genuinely love and right. I think that's sick that's the I mean that's the best way you can ever make money you know what I was always used to say even from a DJ um, point of view and I used to say this to um, someone who, who someone that I know well yeah talking about like just wanting to become a DJ and do all of these type of things and I used to always just say yeah do it because you love it innit mm. do it because you love it you see, when you love something, yeah, yeah, you might find yourself in a point where you f have a bit of difficulty and you find yourself stuck in the mud a little bit, yeah. But that love will bring perseverance. With perseverance, you keep going, mm. there'll be certain things that will happen in that. And do you know what will happen as well? Maybe when you do that, there might be another opportunity that isn't so much that, it's right next to it that would be great for you as well mm. do you get what I'm saying mm. you know and then another thing happens after that after this after that after this after that but then if you don't love it and you're not being yourself then you know what the moment that you find yourself stuck in the mud you give up you don't even want to do anything anymore you don't even want to this is long uh, you know what is so mad you say that yeah I felt like that for like six months yeah where like I didn't want to do this stuff anymore just felt like it was just generic. I just felt like I was doing bare brand stuff, wasn't doing stuff that Harry Panera was known for. Then COVID came, oh, the man wow. stuck at home, about to have a son. Right. Dealing with, okay, when is my next bread gonna come from? Like, right. I might have to go into my savings. That's not what we do here. We don't go into our savings. So I was caught between not enjoying it no more and thinking when what the hell's gonna happen because I don't know when COVID when we're gonna be able to get back into work then I think Ramadan happened and I just took a more spiritual journey and I was like look at what you've got around you look at what you have like look at what you was doing before when you first started doing that stuff go back to that mm. and it was because I got comfortable with my situation man's making a decent amount of money every month I'm cool, man. I don't need to do that job, man. I'm tired. I don't I don't need to go and do YouTube stuff. I don't really need to interact with the followers. I don't need to do all of that other stuff. And then I realized that, nah, bro, that's how you fall off because 
you ain't even made it yet and, you're, and, and you've got that mentality. Mm-hmm. And I remember just having that hard conversation with myself. And then I say over the last four months, I've just been at it. Back again to the hungry side of it again. I love doing it again. And mm-hmm. I felt like I, I fell out of it because I was um, caught up in the, the commercial stuff and caught up in the fact that financially I was getting more stable. Innit? And yeah. that wasn't, that, that side of me is gone now, innit? I actually just want to be remembered as one of the best to do it. And I'm back in that bag now, innit? Yeah, yeah. And then now I, I love working. So when I get emails, I'm just like, yes, let's go do it. Let's go do that. And then I'm doing stuff that I actually love doing, like football now. Yeah. Do you get me? Like, a lot of people don't know that even the beginning of this year, and before this year actually, we were just getting better emails. I promise you I didn't email nobody for no work. All my work that I've got, that you guys have seen over the last maybe two years, has all been from just a random email from, because, oh, I saw you do Talent Hunt, or I saw you on Does The Shoe Fit, or I saw you do this, and we want to work with you. And I got scared, innit? I was like, I don't know how long this is going to last for. So me and my manager, shout out to Collar, I said to him, we're going to go to every single brand that we want to work with, and we're going to go and say, this is what we want to do with you guys. Let us know what you're going to do. So I went to go link Spotify. We went to go see Joel and Safia over there. And I said to them, listen, I love music. Just get me. I'm a big, big fan of music. You see my, my I post every day, someone's song or whatever. I want to work with you guys to some capacity. Whether it's, you know, we do live shows or I'm hosting shows or I'm interviewing artists. I've got good rapport with these artists on a real, real. Like, it's not no just you know me, I know you, I actually have a good rapport with them, let's do something. Lo and behold, a few months later, they've said, right, we want you to do a podcast with, um, initially it was supposed to be with someone else, but it ended up being with me and Henry. I love her, by the way. Ah, uh, bruv. Sick. I wanted, when you was talking about, when we was talking about people before, Yeah. that was, I wanted to say her name as well, I didn't come into it, but Henry yeah, is Henry, probably she's, like, she's like one of the best people I've ever worked with, but met and see her heart, so pure, she wants to be so good at this job and she yeah. is yeah. and she's going to have a she's long, long a career she's got a wicked future oh she's so wicked like energy future, energy shout out to Henry with Adidas went to go see Adidas I said to Adidas listen I love football as well I want to work with you guys to some capacity whatever you feel like it needs to happen needs to happen didn't hear for them for like a few months then boom they just start coming in Man United advert um, at no, campaigns about that still. yeah different campaigns like so it was like, I took my position that I have worked hard for and I said, okay, cool. Oliver Twisting, can I have some more, please? And I literally, that's where I'm at right now. So I'm going to these people that I want to work with and saying, boom, this is me. I want to work with you guys. Because I got, that's that fear of me getting comfortable. I had to eradicate that by mm. just going and, and, and doing what I needed to do. That part, yeah, where you said that you... I'm sorry. Yeah. Sorry. No, you're not sorry Siri. about nothing, bro. Siri, like, man. Inter- yeah, man. Interrupting. Interrupt. Big man conversation well, on that. What? Yeah, man. Idiot. I Chill. Should dash, I should take you off and dash. <laughs> but um, you mentioned as well, yeah, that part of like being scared of not knowing how long this is going to last, yeah. Mm. Big and serious, I felt a lot about that as well. Like, because you think, rah, you have this moment where you're having a good run, mm. yeah, and certain things are happening, but then you... Like, I don't know, not everyone, but I have definitely thought, shit, like, I don't know how long, I don't know how long I have in this. But how I rationalise it is that I say to myself that at least I'm not being a gimmick. And that was what you were saying before. I feel like my time in 
filming content and doing certain things would be limited if I was just, if I was pretending to be someone. Mm. Because then pretending to be someone lasts a period of time. Mm. And once that, once that, once that isn't cool anymore, then you just die with that. Mm. Do you get what I'm saying? Whereas for me now, I've kind of felt like, you know what, I'm not even going to stress too much about having a good run and then, you know, all of a sudden going cold or whatnot. I'm just going to just keep just focusing on just being who I am because ultimately there's always going to be something in, uh, uh, there's always going to be something that accounts for that. There's always going to be something that is, that someone's going to want from the expertise that I have. Mm. Do you get what I'm saying? And the network that I've be- I've built mm. and the people that I've been around. Do you know what I mean? But that fear is a real thing, man. I definitely at a point started to feel like shit, man. Things are things are a bit too good. But also I think a part of that has got a lot to do with the fact that I was broke at one point, bro. Mm. Like, I had no... I, I was on my face at a point. Mm. And because of that, there's that fear of it happening again. Mm. Do you get what I'm saying? Mm. And 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 in moments of good shit happening, in moments of good shit happening, that fear kind of kicks back again. Like, it's mad, remember, isn't it? you, remember Chucks? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Brutton and Ross. Yeah, exactly. Right. <laughs> so, Matt, I, I say all the time, yeah, my trauma comes from a lot of things, isn't it? The trauma that we all have, the things that ignite some sort of fear in us all come from a certain place, isn't it? Certain things have happened to us and it brings back those memories in it. So when you said you was broke and them thing, and when you get to that stage where even when you've, let's say you've been given 50 grand for an hour of work or two or whatever it is, in your back of your head, you're still thinking, oh my God, I just got paid for that. Bro, I can't go back. And that can't go back feeling for me was like, when I was broke, my mental health was all over the place. All over the place, I felt, very shy, I couldn't go and speak to my friends. I was lying about my financial, did it, all of this yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah. It weren't making no sense. And I remember one day, yeah, my brethren called me one day and he goes, bro, man knows you're broke, bro. But come on, bro, man's your brethren, fam. Like, stop all of this, bro. Come link, man, bro. What do you mean? What are you doing? You're not doing nothing, bro. Come link, man. The most harshest conversation he ever, ever had with me. But that made me feel like, you know when you're busting to go toilet mm. and you finally go? Yeah. That's what it made me feel like. And you get- Went to go lick the man then. I remember his bunnies. He goes, take take this crow, man. Don't even watch that, bro. But fam, it's cool. We've all been there. Mm. You know when a man that's got mad bread has told you, uh, we've been there. Trust me. And everything he's saying to you is what you're going through. It gives you that sense of cool. So from that situation, I just went tunnel vision and I've been relentless ever since. And I think the relentless comes from not having it and remembering how, how lazy I was before. And all of that stuff. So that's my trauma. That's why. Yeah. I, that's why I can't not work, bro. Yeah. yeah so yeah. you're gonna you're gonna give me four months, and I'm not working. Mm. That's gonna tap back into like feeling broke again. Right. Do you get me? Because you and don't I remember, know when the next thing's coming back. I don't know, bro. I remember. Luckily for me, yeah, I did something with Sky in it, yeah, um, for E Premier League tournament, FIFA thing in it. Come mm. out of nowhere in it, and I got paid decent amount of money for that. So that kind of helped me for that period in it. But in my head, I was thinking, it's, it's so mad. Even though I got that, I was like. Imagine I didn't get this though. Yeah, I know. That's how I think. Do you know how wild that is, Chuck? Yeah, yeah, I think that. Like, if I didn't, yeah, I think, right, if that didn't happen and this didn't happen, then, right, it would have been mad for me. Mm. That's trauma still. Do you get me, bro? And it's like, man, don't know what that is until you explain it to somebody and they're like, yeah, you've still got trauma from, from when you was broke. Because when I was broke, a lot of things weren't positive in my life. 
Who's your go-to? Do you I have a one? Few. I got a few. Um, of late, my dad. Of late, my dad's been very open to me about um, what he went through as a young 23-year-old man coming from Sierra Leone to this country, working bare different jobs, bringing my mum over, not being able to go to university because he needs to work, my mum needs to look after the kids. Then sacrificing that to make sure that my mum goes to uni to become a nurse, then a midwife, then to be able to provide, so it's a team thing. All of that stress that he went through, when he explains that to me, like of late, obviously, because we, when I was younger, we never had that much of a relationship because mum was just too bad, like too, too bad <laughs> for him to even, sometimes you'd be like, oh my, you're gonna kill me. <laughs> you are gonna kill me. Cause when you have a son, yeah. you're gonna understand what it's like. He used to say that to me yeah, and yeah. now I get it. As Jamaicans, yeah, from yeah. the Jamaican back- background, your grandparent or your mum would say, Lord God, my blood pressure, you see? Yeah, you see, all of that. And I, I contribute to my dad's, he said it to me openly. You contributed to my blood pressure. Okay. I would wait until you come home at three <laughs> in the morning, then I can go sleep, but I gotta go work at seven. Yeah. Them nice kind of thing. things there. So when I speak to my pops, like that's my, you get me? My brethren's are very like, it's like when you sit with your brethren, yeah, and you're telling him, like, da 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 and he's like, no, nah, man, it's calm. And you have to say, no, bro. Like, then it's like, they put the zoot down and they're like, okay, cool. Let me listen to you. Mm. Then my missus, like yeah. I'm able to just, say what I need to say and just, you know what I'm saying? Get to that stage where it's like, you understand me because mm. you might not understand me fully. Mm. Do you know what I'm saying? I'm my mum. Like my mum and my sister are probably the two most important people in my life to me mm. in terms of like, they understand me. Do you know what I mean? I feel like women understand men, oh, but man. men don't understand women. If you, that makes sense. You know, you know, this might sound mad. Yeah. But sometimes by being with, being in a dynamic with women, yeah, that I'm close to, whether it be my, my, my last girlfriend or um, just like people that I've been just super close with and that have been my go-to, yeah. Mm. That level of vulnerability that mm. I've been able to have around them mm. has in some way really made me understand myself as a man. Mm. And I could only really have got that mm. through having that with them. Mm. That, I, you know what, you said that and I, didn't, I don't feel I didn't need to say anything less, mm. more I mean, because I'm able to just, like I remember two years ago having a conversation with my mum and my sister and I just broke down mm-hmm. and it's like, they were just like, yes, finally. Because mm. you know, they're seeing this man be strong and they're like for what yeah exactly what are you doing I birthed you cleaned your bum I made you breakfast every day don't don't you don't do need this to do to this me. yeah yeah my sister I know you bro and the one out there and the one in here I know I know you how did that feel it's relief bro mm. like it's so much relief because again like man without going into it too much yeah bro man's been a naughty kid from I was from I can remember do you know what I'm saying? And it never went in like hand in hand with how my family was raised me. I'm from a Muslim background, bro. I'm African parents. We live our lives a certain way and I wasn't living my life in any way, shape or form the way I should have been in terms of the way I was brought up. So, but there was always that conflict and my mum was always just like, come over to this side. This is the side that's gonna make you happy. 
my dad was the same. He was just like, come, just stop this, you get me? So it's like, they had, we had a period of time where it was like, we weren't communicating as much as we should have. Then it's like, when I, when I got to my lowest, they was there. They was the only people there, bro. I had nobody, bro, literally. They was the only people there that was able to pick me up and say to you, listen, we told you, but listen, we'll always give you chances. Mm. So when I got to that stage where like, things have changed and my life's got better, I started looking at them like, you lot, I don't know what I'll do without you. Like, I genuinely don't know what I would have done without you. Mm. Because those words and those tough words and those encouragement and all of that stuff you gave me has molded me into a better person. Now I'm able to see my flaws from early, from Wade, and try and deal with them. It's because of you guys. Mm. You guys have actually been unapologetically and unconditionally in love with their son and their brother. And I think that, for me... I can't explain how important that's been to me. Literally, it's been the best thing for me. That's amazing, bro. Seriously. Nah, it's mad because um, as a man, yeah, you don't really like notice how important f- the, f- the women in your life are until like there's a precise moment or until they're gone. It's bro, so mad. until they're gone. You see that moment, yeah, of w- one of them going for whatever the circumstances are. Mm. How that can rattle you mm. is astronomical, bro. Mm. That's very deep. But that's another conversation for another day. But but um but yeah, I, you're like you're you're right, man. I feel like it's so good to be able to even have that. And some people don't even feel like they have it. Mm. Um some people don't some people do have it and don't utilize it. Mm. And 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 by not utilizing it, they don't realise how much they've actually got built up that mm. they need to just kind of let go do you get what I'm saying so I feel like it's so important to have um, someone that you can go to and just be vulnerable and 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 speak without a filter and without a facade no ego or no nothing do you get what I'm saying that dash away the social constructs in this uh, you know I've got to be Nah. My biggest mistake I'm gonna walk was... into I'm gonna walk into the room and, mm. Yo fam You see this yeah Are you got your arms you there Chuck Oh yeah Do you know what the maddest thing is as well Yeah boom I ain't even been to the gym for a minute now But I still got the Do you understand what I'm saying Like the The, the Muscle thing. memory yeah Yeah it's the muscle there. memory Do you yeah, understand yeah. what I'm saying When I get back in It's over Yeah Cause I've been out for two and a half weeks or whatnot. When I get back in Trust me when I tell you, bro. It don't take long, bro. Yeah, yeah. It don't take long. Like yeah. two and a half weeks again, and I'm back with the oh yeah shit. Well, and you've then been training. huh? You've been training. Yeah, and then fr- two months in, then it's like oh, okay, yeah, I fully hear you. Mm. Four months in, it's like oh chucks, chill out. Yeah, I hear that. You're doing too much. Yeah. <laughs> but um, but yeah. Anyway, flipping. What was I gonna say now? Um, something that you mentioned though, that I thought was kind of interesting was the falling out of love mm. with it for for a bit like mm. why do you feel like that was because for me watching you it didn't seem it seemed like you like all of the projects that you was working with was on all the projects that you were working on was still lit mm. you was very active very busy or whatever yeah see the falling out of love stuff was that more not so much the work but more so just things that was going on personally in your life yeah because um at the end of the day, it's like, I've come into this industry um, off the basis of, I want to change my life in it. And then when your life changes and everything else around it changes it from like your privacy, how you move, where you eat your food, all the other stuff, 
I think I, I got a bit of anxiety from it as well. Mm. And it was like, although I knew that it comes with a sort of fame and it's, it comes with a sort of like, people know who you are and all the other stuff and there's a lot of pressure on you. And I started to feel like um, it was getting a bit too much for me and I wasn't enjoying doing it as much as I was in the beginning. I think mm. I loved when no one knew who I was and I was the underdog and mm. I wanted to prove myself. And it's like, I kind of shot up very quickly, if I'm being totally honest. Like, I kind of overlapped people that's been doing this from before me. And yeah, I just felt very like, whoa, this is not as what I thought it was gonna be before. Then when I started doing bare brand work and not work for myself and not work that my followers followed me for, mm -hmm. then I started to say, nah, I need to change this. So I went back to the stairs. Mm. I went back to the stairs mm. and I started doing bare stairs videos, like maybe every one week or every two weeks. And I remember I did one significant one. I think it was about Shelly to Belly or whatever, about, about Tit Gal or whatever, yeah. Which and, one was that one? And, and, yeah, and then that brought me back. For me, it brought me back because the response I got was, yes, HP's back. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And I knew, because I know my followers, bro. I don't know them individually, but I know when you follow me, you follow me for a certain thing. I don't, right. I don't post um, political stuff. I don't post stuff about anything else bar entertainment. That's what my page is for. You go there to feel good about yourself. And I felt like my page weren't like, it wasn't moving like that. It was more, yeah, this, 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 this nigga getting a check rather than <laughs> this guy actually is still HP, the guy that is gonna give With us. the source. Do you know what I'm saying? Mm. So I went back to that, innit? You know what I mean? And I realized that that for me will breed so much positivity in my life when I'm going back to the real reason why people are even know who I am. And I think that was me just finding that little click in it. And I think when I found it again, here we are again. Yeah, bro. Active. You know, like, especially in this creative world, yeah? See, like, with the fact that we essentially build ourselves up by just doing, by being ourselves, which mm. we've talked about a lot, well, mainly throughout this conversation and that, yeah? You never want to lose sight of that. Mm -mm. Do you get what I'm saying? Like, it's good to obviously get the work in mm. and, you know, have these jobs because that's what a, this a part of this is about. A part mm. of this is about you know, working with, um, collaborating. Mm. A part of this is about collaborating, yeah? Going and doing stuff, getting paid for it, whatever, being fulfilled within that. But there's also the other side of like, yo, what got me here was this. Mm. This is what people really fucked with as well, mm. yeah? Can't lose sight of that. Mm. I gotta keep doing that. Even for me, this is, I will never stop doing this podcast, bro. Mm. I will not stop doing it. Mm. Like whether there's a check in there or whether, whether there isn't because and I know that the more that I water this plant, the more opportunities that they come for me and also the more opportunities that can come for Callum as well. Mm. Do you get what I'm saying? And the people that I work with. So this is like, this is like my tree. Mm. And so I feel like it's always important to remember your tree and always just water your plant and do your thing. Because that's what, that's, that's where, that's that's the originality of where people fucked with you from. Do you get me? Like even with me, like being the source, like for example, does the shoe fit? Yeah, the first episode. Yeah, like you can see that is the HP that we all remember. Yeah, this is why people started to me to mess with me because I was highlighting a part of myself that I found during the ages of sixteen and onwards of how to approach women or how to approach situations and it's with self-confidence and saying it with your chest. Yeah. And when people see that and are, re and are reminded of that, they buy into Harry Pinero again. Because this, like the messages that I get here are so emotional. Man are saying, bro, you've given me so much confidence to go and go to the gym or go and do this interview 
or have confidence with my girl, bro. Do you know, as a person that's from the ends, bro, when you receive those messages, what it does to you, mm. it gives you a next sort of, all right, cool, this is my job now. I've got to do this. And like you said, we're in this prompt. I'm not going to stop doing this. Mm-hmm. Like, you get people saying, oh, like, he's in, he's in a relationship and all of that other stuff. I'm like, bro, I'm an entertainer. Right. This is my job. Of course. This is what I do. This is what secures the bag. This is what has changed my life. Do you think because of your... You know, you being idiotic is going to stop me from doing... Bro, you're yeah. crazy. Do you know Some, what I'm And sometimes, you know what, yeah? The, the, I feel like the best people in this in this game that deliver the, at the highest, yeah, are people that are great at compartmentalising. Mm. Being able to say, yeah, I got this. I got this going on. Or this might be going on at home or mm. whatever it may be. But mm. when I'm out here and I'm doing that, mm. I'm tapping into the other side of me. Mm. that's going to deliver X, Y, and Z. This is still me. Mm. It's still me. I'm still giving you jokes and doing all of that stuff. But yeah, that has, doesn't mean that I'm dismissing the fact that I've got whatever I've got at home. Mm. I'm entertaining. And the thing is, I don't in, involve that side, my family or anything that's personal to me because when I first started, you didn't get none of that. So why am I going to add it? Why am I going to add that now? So because it's like people, like I'm not going to add it, but what I will do is I will mention it. I'll let you guys know that, yeah, that's the situation. I'm not going to hide my situation in any way, shape, or form. But that's got nothing to do with what I do. Let's it's talk not... about. Let's talk about that. You obviously had a, a uh, you got a son, right? Yeah. Right. So when you had the son, now it was like, bare people jumped out like, what? What mm. the? What? Mm, What's mm, going mm, on? Mm, like he's got, mm. he's got a you. Mm. And even I did for a minute because I was mm. like, oh right, that's nuts. Like he's mm, got, mm, yeah. But then for me, straight away, I remember thinking to myself. Why am I that? That's not supposed to be a shock mm. to me. That's your personal business. Mm. Do you get what I'm saying? Whenever we sit and we have a, a, a conversation about some life stuff off the microphone or whatever, that will come up in a conversation. We mm. talk about it, it is mm. what it is. You are not, as an entertainer, you are not um, contracted to come out and say to everyone, hey, everyone, mm. I'm with this person and I have this on the way. Mm. You know, some people do it and that's cool. But you're not, that's not a thing that you have I'm to do. I'm not that guy. Right. That's what it is. It's like, bro, I'm pers- my life is personal. I live a life. The life that I've lived isn't something that online needs justification for it. Mm. If I was to s- explain my life story to you, to people, you would have a different understanding of why I am this way and why I move this way. Do you understand? So it's like, I know that for myself, but I can't tell the millions of people around. And you don't you, need to. I don't need to. Don't so need it's to. like, if you understand, if you're a someone who can see things for what they are, then you understand me, and we have that. Do you know what I'm saying? But me as a person, it's like I always want to differentiate between social media and real life. Mm-hmm. My real life is personal to me; it's what really matters in the grand scheme of things. Social media is is a is a tool that I ex- I use to express p- parts of my my character, and then we leave it as that, and we don't confuse the two because. When you start confusing the two, you lose focus of what really matters. Yeah. And I've I've learned that from early, so we don't mix those. Things. I love the idea of being able to like um step out into the noise. The reason why I've gone silent actually, because it reminds me of um a conversation I was having before when I was saying I never wanted to leave I never wanted to come off my estate. I never wanted to leave my estate. I liked being in the noise. Mm. I loved it. I loved at a point that people could just knock on my door mm. and I'd just come outside and all of that. And then I ended up moving out off my estate, moving into a yard 
and then and then I started to love the idea that the house that I lived in was a bit out, but then I could go back in to mm. this when mm. I was ready mm-hmm. to do that. And so that's how I feel about my career. I like to be able to step out into the noise when I'm ready mm. and see when it's time to go back with my gal. We're gone. We're gone. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, I love that. Do you get what I'm saying? But I don't. Want, that that doesn't have to be for the socials. You know this mean? is the thing. Like, obviously, with with Mira, she's an artist, so yeah. it's like she has her own career. Like, and she's a musician, so we're two public figures. So of course, it's going to be like, oh my god, and then it's like, cool, but. It's two people at the end of the day. Just because we're mus- she's a musician, I'm an entertainer, it doesn't mean that we have to bring that side to you lot. How do if, you- if we choose to, then that's yeah, cool. Fair. If we choose to, if we wanted to post every day, we would. Mm. But that's something that would be based on our terms. Do you know what I'm saying? And it's like, you have to, as, as, a, as a person in this industry, know how to distinguish between the, the, the both of them, innit? Because I've, I've seen it happen many times. People have gone all public and stuff, and then before you know, it, everyone's in your business, and I don't like that stuff. I think that's very intrusive. Even though we are public figures and we are, you know, the work that we do is for the for the masses. My personal life's not public work, yeah. and that is where we, we 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 draw the line. And that's something that I've had to mention to her. She understands that as well. We both know that as well, and we move. How did you feel about the noise, though? Do you know what? At first, yeah. Uh, do you know what? It's, I already knew it was going to be like that anyway. I'm not going to act oblivious to it. I did you, knew. Did you? Did you? Did you talk about it? Did you ever say? Oh, we you did, know? but like not not like that though. It wasn't no thing where I was having some deep deep conversations. I was just like, listen, just get ready, in it. Like this is what it comes with, <laughs> yeah, bro. Yeah. Look at for example Beyonce and Jay Z. Yeah. Chris Brown and Rihanna. Sweetie and and Quavo. Yeah. You you be someone. Skepta and Adele. Do you know what I mean? I, I'm, I'm not saying it is. I didn't say that it was. I didn't. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't say that. I didn't say it. I didn't. And I'm not saying it is, by the way, because it isn't. Because I don't know. I ain't spoken to anyone. Yeah. I'm just saying I didn't say it was. Well, Chucky, you are perpetuating that it is by saying. I, di- I didn't say that. He's yeah. insinuating. <laughs> but yeah, no, but this, it's just one of those things. Sorry, it's like, these people, yeah, are bait. They're bait. So when two of them are together, it's going to cause noise. But when have you heard Jay-Z and Beyonce speak about their differences to people or go and post? They don't need to, bro. You just, they get caught by paparazzi. You know what I'm saying? It's like, people want to, like, like, and I'm not saying I'm like Beyonce and Jay-Z, but I don't want to say, but <laughs> this guy thinks he's like Beyonce, nah, bro, I'm not, I'm not. Because um, people will take that and say, yeah, yeah. but it's like, you get me? I'm, I know I'm in the public eye and I know yeah. my relationship will be, but... I'm keeping that to myself, and it's just like I've t- I've, she knows as well. Like, yeah. do you know? If we want to celebrate something together, we will do it. Yeah, you know course. what I'm saying. But on, other than that, we just you it know is what, I'm what saying? I am, man. It is what it is, man. But the the, the the kid thing is an absolute blessing, though, man. Do you know what? How, how is that? How was that? Just even, um, personally, and professionally. Mm. Like, how was that personally and professionally had an impact on you? Well, personally, like I said, we had um, we had him during COVID, didn't it? And um, that was a bit difficult because it was like, again, with all the stuff I'm thinking about, I think, oh, sh- I've got a son here, innit? Um, but the minute he came out here, yeah, I realised, wow, like, this is what true, true love is, innit? Like, 
Definitely. I'm willing to do anything for this boy, like anything on this planet I'll do for him. When he when he's growing and you're seeing him become a human being, basically, like learning how to grab things and first, like, ah, all, mm. all, of, all of them mm. little things there. And he's starting to see his facial uh, features coming out. Did character. See, oh, when he came out, did he, did he bro, start barking? he didn't cry. No, did you bark? No, you know, you know all now, yeah? Do you just back the top? Because you have to do the yeah, skin. Yeah, I did the skin the to skin. Off. I did the skin yeah, to skin, yeah. 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 And what Put him on the peck now. When he came out, um, he didn't cry or nothing, but he did a little cry. And then I I um, said the Adan in his ear, which is a, it's a Muslim prayer that you say to your, when a kid comes out. I said it, I whispered it in his ear and um, he stopped crying. Wow. That was powerful, bro. Yeah. bro like, then um, Mizzy was playing some, some, some Bob Marley in it. Oh. And he was just calm. Yeah. Like calm baby and I realised that day that he loves music. Like yeah, do you yeah, get me? Yeah. So for me, yeah, it's just been like one of the most greatest feelings ever. Like you don't know how much you love someone until you have a kid. Mm. Um and you think that you let your parents love you, but they don't until they until you see the love that they have for your grand for their grandson. Or okay. Grand. It's different. Yeah, it's different, bro. Serious. And on a personal level, like it's sick because I have I've included him in my work. Yeah, I saw the um Bro, that was one of the funniest ones. The pram. The pram. I broke it, by the way. Did you? You had to buy a new one. Did you? Because <laughs> the intro, I did the intro about three times and I landed on that pram and I broke it. Did you, yeah? yeah? When you started sipping from the bottle, what was it? Well, you know, you was, te- no, you was testing yeah, the yeah. thing. You <laughs> testing the bottle, put it on there, whatever it was, yeah. Oh my God, that was so funny, boy. But do you know what the thing is? Do you know why that is funny as well? It's because obviously I'm not saying this is with you or whatnot, mm. but there's so much truth in that jest mm. do you get what I'm saying there's something different that you love about a man walking with his baby mm. just walking with his pram and just him mm. his baby obviously it's you know what I mean you go to what you go halves on a baby mm. but say you just go out one just to the shop or you go shopping or whatever mm. and you're doing this the, the, just the dad thing because mm. you don't see that at so often usually you will see like the mum walking, with, or you might mm. see the couple or whatnot, but there's something very different about that. You know, that girl love, I'll tell you that now. Right, it's so mad. The first time I took my son on a little walk here, yeah, women are like pushing their prams, smiling at me <laughs> to say, wow, so proud of you. They don't expect a black man in a trackie and that to be pushing hey, their son. A, that's mad though, when you deep that. It is, it is because it's That's like, kind of deep still. It is because for me, yeah, like I want to be a hands-on dad, innit? I want to be there for my son. I want to be able to like, you get me? I want him to see that. Yeah, his dad was about as well. So when women see, I, obviously there's a notion that obviously a lot of men don't, they don't really do that stuff with their kids. And right. I'm breaking the narrative. Like, it's cool. I want to make that shit cool. Like, and that's why I said it in my video, bro. Like, I'm trying to make being a dad sexy again because <laughs> it's like, some people look at a dad and be like, oh yeah, you got a U and that's it. Okay, cool. But I'm still lit. Yeah. I'm still this guy that, I was, but I've just got a son now, and I'm gonna make sure he's lit as well. And he, mm. you get me. So those interactions of, of of him going out in the first time and seeing some air and seeing sun and looking up and seeing me, I need him to remember those things in it. Right. So when I do those, I get a sense of like raw. I'm fully, fully a dad. Like, you get me. And it's it's uh, that feeling. I don't think it's, uh, I'll ever understand. I can't explain it. Yeah. You yeah, just have that. to go through it to nah, understand it. Yeah, I got like my my closest friends have got kids and that, and they they you know what their experiences, although they were at different times, mm. just was exactly the same. They're just mm. like, bro, you know what? It's like I can't even explain. It's a madness. Mm. I can't explain it. It's just there's a different different level of love that you have with the the your 
um, your kid and even for a lot of people the the mother of their child as mm. well because it's like when you see what that woman has to go through mm. to actually deliver that is is it's crazy bro my post when I when I um, posted the picture wasn't about me it was about it was about Mizzy I was like when you see the mother of your child go through what they go through to bring that that joy to you yeah the respect that you have for them is is next level do you know what I'm saying because you could be you're potentially putting your life at risk mm. to bring this baby out and the stuff that they go through is not a joke yeah like and there needs to be a lot of education from men about that stuff because the stuff I, I've learned as I've gone along about like do you know what I'm saying how it is to deal with a woman after before or, I hear that yeah yeah and even so like being very very compassionate and stuff um, is something that needs to be taught as well because you know what I mean you can just think it's normal after that and it's really not there's a whole period after that that they need to be nurtured and looked after as much as the baby does as well and um that's something I've learned as well. Do you know what I'm saying? And even the men need to be looked after and nurtured as well because man's just had a baby, blood. Man's yeah, whole life has just changed. Man's a dad, cousin. Man's a dad, man's a father. And mm. it, it seems cool because man makes it look cool, but it is very hard as well. Mm. And um, yeah, it's just one of those things, man. But like, again, it all goes down to it. It's all worth it at the end of the day because mm. you're seeing your child. When your child says dada or says mama to you, like, I can't imagine how that feels on weighing because it's just going to be like, yeah, that's it. Officially, yeah, 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 yeah. you know what I mean. So, um, yeah, it's a big learning curve. So you're in a you're in a you know a good space now, man. You're in a much better space, right? Much better, man. I feel like I've um I understand myself more. Yeah, I understand my purpose. I understand what I'm here to do. Um, I got lost a bit in in transition, but with, that's just yeah, part of it. It's yeah. part of it anyway. But like, I just feel like I'm back again. I feel like I can when I step out of my house in the morning. I know that I'm this person that um I haven't got imposter syndrome anymore. I know right. I know who I am now, innit? Ooh, you get me, bro? Imposter syndrome. Big thing. Let's talk about that. That thing of feeling like I'm not really supposed to be here. Mm. I'm not really supposed to be. How long did that last for you? I'll be honest with you. Since we spoke, up until I had my son, and a bit after that, that's how long it lasted for. That like we'll get we'll get so much things happen to us, yeah. And then my brethren will be like, "Blood, you're good, fam. What's wrong with you, bro? Like, bro, it's like they can see outside of me. I mean, they can see me. I'm not taking myself to take a step outside of myself and look, bro. You actually are this person. And like, man would just second guess a lot of things. And yeah. Then things will happen, and I'm like, okay, cool. That that was just a lot. That was a little blah. Then another thing will happen. I'm like, okay, wow, like. I'll, I'll get noticed by people that I don't in- expect them to notice me. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, I say this all the time, yeah? And I don't want it to come across as I'm some, like, some nerd. But when JME first met me and he called me HP like the source, I almost lost it. Serious. Because I'm like, you're not on socials like that, yeah? You don't seem like that person that would watch what I do anyway, yeah? But you know who I am. Yeah, yeah. I started to clock that, okay, cool, maybe uh, maybe I actually am this guy. And <laughs> it started becoming a process of it all because, like I said, my thing happened very, very fast and I don't think I've seen anything that's happened like it in a sense of so quick. In under two years, I've made something from myself. Do you know what I mean? 
So dealing with that was so hard because, bruv, man's, again, like, I keep going to it. Man's from the ends, bro. These things don't happen every day. These things don't happen when you're able to use your situation, the negative situation that you're in, and and the things that you're around to benefit you. Do you know what I'm saying? All to the stage, I have man from jail that man was on the streets with, bro. Hitting man up to say, bro, I'm proud of you, bro. You're giving me inspiration. I love watching your videos. That stuff there started to make me realise, okay, I am... Let me let me go into that bag because that's who I am in it. Mm. It's been a very very like difficult transition, but I'm here now, man. I know I know who I am. That that imposter syndrome thing happens to me or had happened to me before I would film certain bits of content. Mm. So like before I think like you know what like can I can I do this justice? Mm. I don't mm. even know if I could do this justice. Like mm. I don't know if like why why have I been asked to do that? Mm. Do you get what I'm saying? As soon as I've done it though, that imposter syndrome gets flung right out of the window. Out of the window. Because I've delivered and mm. I've and I feel it within myself. Fuck what it's what it does. Mm. How I felt after I done it made me real oh, that's why I you know and the moment literally as the moment that it's time to go, the moment it's time to to start engaging and doing it, that feeling of the imposter it goes because I'm I'm locked in now. But then, as I said, after I'm done, I'm like, okay, yeah, that's why. Mm. Yeah, yeah. But there's, the thing is, the build-up to that, yeah, the build-up to that, for me, sometimes lasts a long period of time. Do you know why? Because that job might be, that job that came in, it could be next week, Friday, right? Right now, the day that we're recording is a, what is it? What is it? What day is it? It's Thursday, yeah? So it could be next week, Friday. So now in my head, I got this thing coming up, which is a big thing next Friday. And I'm thinking, rah, like, can I, mm. can, like, like, why do they, can I deliver? Like, oh, it's, fuck, this is a bit mad. Like, people are going to be watching this, blah, 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 whatever. So that goes on until all the way, until the moment it's time to be like, yeah, boom, mm. go. So that's a long period of time. Once that's gone, I'm locked in, I'm engaged. I'm mm. doing whatever it is that I'm doing. Then once that's done, then I'm like, yeah, bro. like Light work. Mm. Light work. Do you know what it is, Chucky? I look at you and I look at people that have been doing what you've been doing for a long time and I look at you like as point of references. Mm. So when I started my podcast, when we was doing the, um, what it wants to be um, related to, half-cast podcast, um, for the culture, receipts podcast, free shots. So you're a benchmark of what a podcaster should be, Yeah. That power, I don't think we know or you know that you've got it. And mm. if you do know you've got it, yeah, it shows in the work that you do. Mm. Do you know what I'm saying? And for me, I think that's the same thing what people look at when they book you. They're expecting this level of whatever it is that you've got every time. And because we work under pressure, we love it, we are going to deliver. So that makes us better at what we do, bro. Mm. So I'm sure there's been jobs that you've done and you're like, Raw, like, did I just do that? Mm. And it was so easy. Mm. No one's better than me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah no one's yeah. better than me. Like, who, who is better than me? Yeah. And it's like that is what I, I I've learned from my thing is that, regardless of the imposter syndrome, bro. Like, for me to do this for so long and not be found out by myself, yeah, or found out by anyone else, I'm good, man. Yeah, I'm true. pushy. Like, I'm I'm so good. Forget the stress now. Do you get me? Yeah. I remember I did a um I've got a pilot I did a pilot for a show it should be coming out very very shortly yeah well hopefully anyway and when I was doing the intro to whatever task it was that was doing on the show yeah 
I couldn't get my words out. I was serious. Couldn't get my words out. I was like, so yeah, listen. Ah, uh, okay. Let's go again. Oh yeah, and then once you're on the third one now, you're fucking. I'm gone. The woman said to me, the lady said to me, she goes, oh, would you like to start again and, and do it in bits so we can edit it? I said, no. I need to get this done. Like, I need to get this done. Right, so I've gone. Ah, blah, blah, blah. You do blah, blah. I don't know. That doesn't even work. I don't know why people do that. Blah, blah, blah. I've yeah, got yeah. some water, I drank it now. So I've done it all in one now. And they've gone, hey, round of applause. <laughs> then the lady's gone to me, listen, yeah, I've done shows with Jonathan Ross. I've done shows with all of these people. This happens. Yes. This is normal. Mm. And it's like, when you first start, you think, I can't make no mistakes because no. I need to be at the best of my ability. But that's not true. You need to show that you're willing to work through all of that stuff. And I think that's what proves or shows you how, how good you are. Because mm. from that, I ain't never done that like that before. Again, mm. like I make sure I go there and I'm speaking properly. I yeah, even, sometimes yeah, I even read a lot just so I can get words out. Because presenting, you don't want to be that guy that's just making bare, you know what I'm saying? So, um, yeah, I've had some of those things. It's funny, though, because yeah, it was hard, though. I remember that day I was so gutted. I was like, yeah, they're not going to let me do this Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I'm finished. And it lingers around you for a tiny bit as well, innit? You think, oh, fuck. You're just looking at everyone like they're thinking, oh, this guy's shit. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this guy's oh, shit. Mate. Oh, man. Do you know what, though? Before we leave in that, yeah, first, I just want to have a just, uh, I just want to have a honourable shout out to Rashford and what he's been doing. Oh, I think what he's been doing is incredible. Like, with pushing this conversation about the the free school meals and stuff mm. like that and also you know putting um and the, the government have got their backs against the wall right now because it's like you know what yeah we're not going to budge but guess what loads of the other corporations are saying well you're not going to do nothing about it then mm. yeah you're not listening to mine all right we'll do something then mm. and then you now you see another example of what happens when there is um, strength in numbers, bro. It's the most powerful thing. It's the most powerful thing. What Rashford's done and is doing, yeah, like I can't put it into words because it's that it's that remarkable. Yeah, that someone at the age of twenty two, someone that has everything going for themselves financially, you're one of the most best exciting players in the Premier League in Europe and whatnot, and you can use that to help people that are in disadvantaged situations, such as not being able to have free school meals during half term and you're unapologetic with it. You're working with the, the biggest brands like the Sainsbury's and all these people that are willing to help, yeah. That is, do you know what we have to do an honorable mention to? Go his on. mother. Oh yeah. Because his mother's raised an amazing man. Yeah, Because a, a few of them. Yeah, do you know what I'm saying? Because it's like. I think she's got, how many brothers he got? Two, or yeah. is it three? And, and you can kind of tell uh, where he's got his energy from and it's mm. from the, the, the morals that his mother has instilled in him. And for him to be doing this Facts. job, to that level, you've mm. just scored a hat trick against Leipzig, and mm. as soon as you've come off the pitch, you're back because you know that this job is bigger than you. Yeah, and that takes a certain type of person to actually do that. Mm. And it's making people that are even older than him or in bigger positions than him wake up and see, okay, cool, we've got a job here, and it works when we do it together. Mm -hmm. And like you said, it's the collective stuff. I think like if we could all take um, some sort of inspiration from Rashford is that regardless of your position, your voice is always louder than anyone anyone that's trying to cancel you. It's just mm. louder because they try to. The government said no. He said no, we ain't, we ain't finished. This fight ain't gonna end. Yeah. And for me, I'll, I'll got... just keep going then. I'll keep going, I'll keep yeah. talking. I'll keep going, I'll keep talking. We'll keep, 
You know what I mean? I'll keep spreading the awareness. Mm. We'll keep exposing certain things or whatever, and mm. someone's gonna have to do something at some at some point. And that, that that takes so much courage. And I think, like you said, bro, like when I was seeing him do it, yeah, I remember seeing comments like, "Oh, go 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 score some goals before you do all of that stuff." Donny scored a hat trick yesterday and said, "Hold yeah. that, all right, hold, shut that. your mouth, shut your mouth, shut like, your mouth." Get me? Because it's just some. Do you know what it is? I, feel I hate like, that. You know, it's like cr- it's crazy. Th- like yes, he plays football. Yes, some people have a profession or whatever, yeah. Mm. But yo, do you know what they are before that? A human being. Mm. Some people are human, isn't it? And some people are have empathy mm. and compassion, you know. And 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 do you know what? As well, sometimes some people see that the work and the leverage that they have is sometimes bigger than what it is that they're doing. Mm. Do you get Do you get what I'm saying? Like he he will be playing football maybe up till he's like 30 something years old yeah the the lifespan in football is is very short mm. but then he'll have a whole another part of his life to live mm. where he can continue doing these like this type of amazing work mm. why wait mm. why wait in it if this is how i feel and this is what i went through cuz not only it's not he's not just doing work that is he's not just doing work that he feels needs to be done he's doing work that he actually relates to as well mm. So it comes from a deeper place. It comes from a place of, I know what that was like. And I saw people that was in that same predicament. And now that I'm here and I've got this bit of leverage, I'm going to try to use it in a certain way, especially while I'm hot. Mm. So for anyone that is sitting there and, and doing uh, the, uh, you know, but score goals or the, the what aboutery, which is something that people always tend to do. It's like when you start doing some good work on something and someone comes back and says, but what about mm. such and such? And but what about... Yo, like, fam, talk to the talk to your government about that. Mm-hmm. Talk to the, your government about the whatabouts. He's doing what he needs to do, what he feels he needs to do, innit? Mm. So if you're not on board and you ain't got something positive that you want to say or you want to do the whataboutery, fuck off over there and do that. Go over there, innit? Energy. Because that's the thing, though. It's like, what about, yeah, is always like, it says a lot about the person. If that someone's doing something that remarkable that you can actually even utter the words, what about? what about? That says a lot about that person rather than anything. Because, I mean, what he's done, yeah, I've never seen anyone do that before, ever. I'm talking about leaders. Mm. I'm talking about monumental people that we celebrate. Nobody has done what Rashford is doing. And you're a football player. That is no, football and politics, where do they mix? They don't. And the fact that he's able to do that, people need to look at that more than anything. Mm. Then that's a conversation that what about, like you said, go to the fucking government, bro. Go speak to them. Yeah, yeah. Rashford ain't no MP, but he's an MBE. Right, I'm telling you. Get it right. Don't say that around Poet, though, could you? Yeah, Poet hates that. <laughs> poet absolutely hates that. Oh, oh That would poet. be the part where he starts going off onto a half an hour, 45 minute tangent about the member of British part, uh, British Empire. Yeah. Um, actually, as well, that kid, what's the name of that kid um, who committed suicide? The one from Man City. Do you know his name? Let me see if I can find it. Um, real sad news about a kid who was um, released the Manchester City from Manchester. Under 17 player. Yeah. Um, one second. I just want to, because I do want to, I want to pick him up. And I want to have a conversation with, I actually want to do an episode with um, someone who was playing football mm. and that was released. Yeah. Because um, I feel like there's a good conversation to be had in that. What is his name? 17. Oh, Jamie uh, Wistine. Yeah. Um, Jeremy Wistine, sorry. 
Yeah, um, rest in peace to that young buck, man. There's so much kids, like, like, what's the percentage of people that actually make it in football? You may know. Must be, like, less than 5%. Yeah. Maybe even one, isn't it? Yes, I think it's less than Yeah, it's like 1%, 1 or 2% that, that actually make it. And it's so sad because I don't really know, I don't really know how that business works so much. I don't have an, an opinion on it really, but I do know that obviously you, as a kid, you know, you work your, you work what you feel is your whole life. Mm. You think it's your whole life because you've been playing football for a long time as a kid or whatever it is. And you know, it's starting to, you're almost going through the ranks a little bit and it seems as though you're going to make it. And then all of a sudden you hear stories of, mm. you know, um, kids that have been released or whatever, and it hasn't been much support and whatnot. And like, I know that Manchester City, I will say this, I think Manchester City were trying to find him at other clubs mm. um, to, to to go to. So it does seem like maybe clubs now, or especially clubs at that type of stature, are working more on knowing that they're not going to have this anymore, this this player anymore, but they're going to try and put them in other situations that mm. they can do that in or whatnot. But, but yeah, you did hear a lot of situations about people that have been playing football and had been released and had no, no support and the effect on your mental health um, as a as a child at that point must be through the roof because you feel as though your dream is over. Mm. Do you know what I mean? And it's sad because as a as a as a big man now, I know very well that I speak and I get DMs sometimes from kids that are like fourteen, fifteen years old, yeah, and they mention things like my whole life and you know what am I going to do and whatnot? And I say to them, yo, you know what, yeah, I hear you. Trust me, I tell you, I'm telling you, yeah, I could not tell you how you should feel. I can't tell you that. Yeah. Only you know how you feel, yeah. But trust me when I tell you, bro, you got a long life mm. to live, you know. Trust me, yeah. Just try to keep a perspective that, you know what, things are going to be all right. As long as you keep your head down and you try to work as smart as you can and you tap into the things that you really enjoy, mm. then maybe... You might not do the thing that you thought that you was going to do, mm. but you might do something that is even more fulfilling next to it. Do you get mm. what I'm saying? Yeah, you might not even be, you might not, you might not even make it as a footballer, but guess what? You know what? You might be a manager. Mm. You might work yourself into being a manager. You might be a, a, um, a coach. You know, there's all of these different roles that happen um, around these type of industries and that you can always find your way in it but it's very difficult right it's mad because it's like for me yeah I, I always wanted to be a football player yeah uh, my dad did let me go he was on this go school rather than play football stuff and I saw people that did go for, into football and then when they stopped playing football I had a, a guy that went to my school he used to play for West Ham so a, a big range would come and pick him up Boom, he'd go straight to train and stuff. Tinted in that. Tinted range. Like, strong. Strong. Like, he, and he was cold, like elite striker. Didn't make it full time. Then I remember seeing him and he had absolutely no love for football no more. Do you know what I'm saying? And I know that he dealt with a lot of that stuff, that mental stuff, because you you envision yourself being this person and then it just doesn't work out for you. And then there's back then there was probably no support at all. Yeah, no, When no, you no. get dropped, you get dropped out of that situation. Yeah, you're done out. Do you know what I'm saying? And I look at myself like... I'm now like obviously working with football players and working with the team that I love, but I did that from knowing that I wasn't going to make it. Do you know what I'm saying? And even when I didn't know that I wasn't going to make it, yeah, it's no in comparison to actually playing for an actual team, but I was disheartened that I wasn't able to do it. Mm. So to actually think about playing for the team, 
being so close, you see your friends make it into the first team and then you get yeah. dropped. That weight of emotion has to be dealt with the right way, bro. Because yeah. these are kids at the end of the day. These are young kids who all they know is football. That's it. They don't know anything else apart from football. And to take that away from them, there needs to be some sort of support, emotional support. Or We're going to see a lot of kids going down that route, which is very, very sad. And we don't want to see that. So yeah. I think... Um, this is probably going to be one of the biggest wake-up calls that the footballing industry is going to have in Facts. terms of, okay, we need to start providing. Obviously, if a player's not good, he's not good, and and a team can release him, but there needs to be things put in place so at least he, he's still playing mm. or he's at a team that's giving him some money and then he can make his decision about what he wants to do. And also as well, yeah, I feel like as a parent as well, like, maybe some parents might need to just take their foot. This is not, I'm not attaching this to this kid because I, mm. we don't know none mm. of this. I'm just saying this in general, yeah. Sometimes you might need to just take your foot off their neck a tiny bit mm. because for some, they may feel as though, rah, I let my, I let my dad down. Mm. This is what my dad, my dad always wanted me to be a footballer. This mm. is what he wanted. And so I've gone out and I've done blood, sweat and tears and whatever because this is what he wanted me to do. And now it hasn't happened. And now I'm a failure because, you know, my dad or my mum or whatever made me feel like I, this this is what it was supposed to be. And that's always, that can always be dangerous as well. When as a child, you find yourself um, trying to live your dad's or your parents' dream. Mm. Do you know what I mean? And that's a real life. I don't even think that's even, even within football. I think sometimes you can In even general. relate that to like being a dentist or, yeah. you know, a lawyer or something like that. You're, your family have been so on you that you are, this is what you have to do. Mm. And so you fail the exam, whatever it may be now, and there's stress. But the stress isn't come from the fact that you failed the exam or you it's the pressure didn't. Of parents, it's the parents, man. Right. Yeah. Like yeah. I remember back in the day, like when my when my parents would say, "We need you to become this," or they actually didn't, never said I should become a doctor or lawyer. There was just the the basis of things that I was supposed to become. And then it's like when I never done like passed my exams or whatever. Yeah, I'd always feel like, oh my god, going home is gonna be stress. <laughs> like, bro, I remember yeah, when I got my GCSE results. Yeah. I went straight to my room and started playing games. Is it, yeah? Were they come shit? In. My mum, well, they were horrible. My mum come in and she was like, where, where are your results? I just said, mum. <laughs> and, she, and she just walked out. She walked <sighs> out. And she, she came back in like 20 minutes later. But you know when your mum can't speak, she's like, <sighs> she's like, you see? Yeah. Do you see what we're saying? <laughs> I was like, mum, I got into college though. I got, in, I got into the college without these... Do you know what I mean? But it was just you, hit, like, you hit her with the silver lining. Yeah. But mum, but mum, like, I got into college. Like though. she couldn't breathe <laughs> because of the. And you know when you see your mum like move like that, yeah, you just feel like, oh, I've let everyone down. Oh, what yeah, gonna do? Shit, She's gonna go tell her, her aunties. Oh yeah, my my son got ten GCSEs when they went out of school. What about your son? Oh boy, well, he's, he's trying. You know, he said he's gonna go do apprenticeship. He got a D. Yeah, you know, at least he got a letter. Do you know what I'm saying? So he got a D. You think about that. No. But um <laughs> <laughs> That was a good accent too, honey. That was a good accent. But um yeah, do you know what? I I was lucky, man, in that sense, because my mum and my dad was always on a vibe of just do your best, innit? Mm -mm. Do your best. As long as you could do your best. I didn't do my best, to mm -hmm. be fair. I actually didn't. But but it was more like, you know what, just don't stay away from the streets and all that stuff yeah, yeah. which I can't say that I didn't mm. do mm. but that that's another, that's definitely a conversation for another day but mm. 
it was more just like, you know, there was no pressure on having to go to university or whatever it was. Mm. If you if music is something that you're into, yeah, then find some things to do. Just yeah. be productive with it. Mm. Do you get what mm. I'm saying? And try to execute certain things. So yeah, I was I never never felt that type of pressure, but I damn well did see it, boy. Mm. I saw it with a lot of people, like just you know, whether it be sport or or being a lawyer or a dentist or whatnot. And I don't think I don't I personally don't even think I was built to be able to work under that type of pressure from someone else. Do you it's get not, me? It's not me. It's just not me, man. I like to have a laugh all the time. Yeah. Like, I can't... I, I probably am very serious least than I am on jokes because life is so serious for me. To be in a, 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 a working environment where that is all it is, it's mm-hmm. not, it's, I won't be able to be myself around that. Like, man, I'll have serious meetings and I'm still cracking jokes. Yeah, I, I hear that. I still. need to be in that environment. That's just who I am, innit? Yeah. And I think um, sometimes it works for other people. Some people are meant to be serious. That's why they're great lawyers. That's why they're great dentists, great nurses, great midwives, Girl, all facts. that stuff. And then there's people like us. We're, we're more laxy-daisy, but we're creative within that. So it's like, it works for other people than it does. And I think my mum is now starting to see, or my parents are starting to see that this guy has been a clown from when he was a kid. And it makes sense that he's made a career out of being an entertainer. So it's worked out in the end and they probably couldn't see it then, but they can definitely see it now. I hear you. What was the shittest job you did? I was a pourer. What the hell is that? A pourer. So um, I, I worked at Twickenham, um, Twickenham Stadium, oh, rugby yeah, stadium. I, I was pouring um, beer. Oh Pints. shit. So I learned I had the techers to do it on the mad yeah. thing. Oh what, it. so you can pour it on a thing where on like- my, And I could do that. Oh yeah, yeah, boom, yeah, yeah. when you just, could, yeah, yeah, I hear I that. that. Oh, that's yeah. lit though. No, it's not. Oh, I, I got Guinness on the froth, everything, man. I know, that's, 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 oh, so what, you're the, f- that's what's that, bro? What are you talking so about? It's like, I know what Guinness is. So yeah, of course, Guinness, yeah, yeah, I like the Guinness with the cranberry, there's there's something bust me on that, by the way. Because basically, they showed us how to do it in the cups. Go on. So you go, so it gets to the fur, where you bend the thing, bend the the glass or whatever it is, yeah? And when you're pouring it, yeah? Yeah. It's three quarters of actual Guinness. Yeah. Then the rest, when you're lifting it up, is the froth. It's the froth. And that's what makes it. See, oh, so there's actually there's a, a technique. There's a technique. Yeah. Oh, so when you lift the thing up, yeah, it's like you're doing it at the. Yeah. I thought yeah. you just did. I thought it was a vibe stick. Also, yeah. there's a yeah, technique yeah. with beer in general. There's Stella Artois and them things there. They've got the froth, but it's not as thick as. Yeah. It's like, for example, when you're pouring up a Coke yeah. or a Supermart or whatever, you see the froth that you see yeah, or whatever. Yeah, yeah. So that's what it was. Yeah, that job, I worked there for like um, two weeks, but it was an agency job. Right. Um, I'll tell you one thing, no one knows this, yeah. Before I actually got my job, that I had before I quit, yeah. I had, like, I was minus mad on my account and my mum and dad couldn't help me anymore. It wasn't a stage where they could give me the £20 or the £30 that they was usually giving me. Well, how it, was it, like, <laughs> like? Why was it bad? What was you doing? Was you taking out? Like, I had, my, my, so basically when I was younger, I took out bare phone contracts and it Oh, I did them. that? Yeah, yeah, I didn't, didn't pay for them at all. Like, yeah, same, dad, I did one Blackberries, of them. iPhones, you name it. Yeah. Took out. I took out just, a free contract. Yeah. What? I just woke up one day and said, I ain't even paying that. Yeah, it's yeah. long. And you, man used to do that like man was, like it was a gangster thing. Like, yeah. Like the credit wasn't going to get messed up. Yeah, exactly. It was literally saying? like, it was literally like, I'll wake up, I had a letter or whatever, and I said, I'll pay it next week or something. Nah, 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 nah. My thing was, look at me. <laughs> you know, I'm not paying it, bro, today. I'm just not even paying it, innit? See, I, I did that, but not like that, though. I did it like, okay, cool. I'm going to pay this next week. Then it got to 150 pounds, and then it's then, harder. Then it gets to, okay, cool, wow. The next 150, I, I need to, I need to buy some stuff for that 150 pounds. Then it gets to a stage where they cancel the contract and they give you that. 
633 pounds that's how much you got you need to pay you got to be out of your mind if you think i'm paying exactly you got you've be- gone from you know what what the 35 35 pound 40 pound all right do you know what? i'll pay it next week when this thing comes in and then whatever the thing don't come in whatever it is whatever you have responsibilities and then as you said you've got the 150 now then it's like raw there's a shubs i'm going yeah like 150 all right i'll give it to you just Give me a little bit of time, innit? I got you, man. Chill out, innit? I'm going to the dance, yeah? I'm going to go and get some TNs quickly. You get what I'm saying? And you know some what? 95. It was always what? the trainers. That I'm was telling you. Always. What are you talking about? Care about what, playing Air Forces or whatever it is? You Cold, get what I'm saying? Coldest ever. Yeah? And then they come back and they hit you with the six something and you're like, all right, now you're tripping. Now, now and then, 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 earlier to what we were saying before, then it gets to bailiff settings. Oh yeah. When it's bailiff settings, that's when you start to think, okay guys, is it possible if we can set up a plan and it's like, no, 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 it's too late now. That's too late. <laughs> Give me the PlayStation. Furthermore, what trainers are those? Yeah. I'll take those as well. Like, Can I tell you the realest thing? Mm. The first time bailiff turned up to my yard, yeah? I was, I was thinking about catching an M. <laughs> Man said he was gonna go to go and get the night. I thought, you and know just what? plunge it. I thought, how could I make this go away? How could I make this go away? Mm. What eight fifty? Thought, right? You know what? Let's go in the garden and just dig up. <laughs> <laughs> but very quickly, I thought, you know what? I got a career going on. Yeah. Do you get what I'm saying? Like that's gonna make it worse. <laughs> I'm not that guy, bro. Bear things was going through my head. Eight fifty. And bailiffs, when they come to your crib, yeah, they they move like they're the ones who created the house. Like yeah. they're the ones who built it from themselves. They've got the gate, they've got the key, and they come into your house. But yeah, quickly to about, about the job I was doing. So yeah, so I remember like I was flat in it, like I had nothing, and my dad and my mum was like, Listen, we can't help you as much as we can as we could before. The only thing my dad gave me was the oyster card to go to this place, innit? So I've gone there now and it's an agency. But this agency is for cleaning. Cleaning agency, and it's for agencies that are like um, I mean for people that are like uh, from they've just come to this country predominantly immigrants innit so I'm there now and then the guy's gone you right, mate like he's like <laughs> nah this can't be true you can't be here that, that made it worse. so then obviously I've gone yeah yeah this is my passport and stuff and he's look, he, kept, he kept looking up at me like you good yeah and of course I'm speaking clear English innit so he he knows that I'm do whatever my man came to me and said, this ain't a job for you, mate. But he put, put my application through. I left there, I left the, the building and I called my dad and I said, dad, I can't do this, man. I can't do this job. I was like, what, 21 at the time. I said, like, dad, dad, I can't do this, bro. <laughs> this, this, this isn't for me, man, this yeah. isn't for me. And he goes, well, we all got to start somewhere. Right. And you know what he said to me? On my life, he goes, I knew you was never going to take that job, but I needed you to go and see that if you don't get your mind right, yeah, that's where you're going to be. You know, you know, up until now, yeah, up until now, I say to my dad all the time, yeah, I say, thank you, because he knew I was never going to go and do that job, bro. Mm-hmm. But he needed to see, number one, that, bro, this is what it could be. And again, no disrespect to cleaners. Of course, not. Of at course, all, of course. But of course. that was where I don't want to be doing that. That's not what I only want to clean my room, my yeah, house, yeah. and that's it. I don't want to be going out cleaning yeah, anyone yeah. else's I want to make that clear as well. Definitely no disrespect. Because I, again, you know what? For some people, some people have a cleaning business. Yeah. Some people um, uh, clean because they've come from certain situations mm-hmm. where they, they're super on their face. Mm-hmm. They need to do it, whatever. they've like. Loads of people come from these like just unfortunate situations. And some people want to do it. Do you get what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. 
But like, I think you being in the situation that you was in, yeah, and also being a personality and, mm. you know what I mean? Like having something about yourself that you knew that you could maybe use at some point, mm. you just needed to maybe be in that scenario to know that like, yo, like tap into that other side because otherwise maybe one day it might be a little bit too late for you. Do you know what I mean? And, and then, then you'll be doing something that, not that, but you may just be doing something that you just don't even really want to do And then even, even down to like when I started working at co-op, like again, that with me working at co-op, yeah, I think was the biggest lesson of my life because I learned a lot from there. I've, I've, I've never had a job until I was 25. Do you know what I'm saying? Mm. I've never worked a day in my life properly. I, I worked at a call center for two weeks, but I don't even call that work. That was fun. That was banter. okay. Yeah, I hear that. And I got paid seventy pound for two weeks, so one forty. All right, strong. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah, <laughs> mad bread. But <laughs> do you yeah. get me? So like, I remember when I worked in co-op. Yeah, I learned a lot about customer service. I learned about how much work you have to put in to make a store look good. Mm. The facing up of of, of items, everything, um, getting spoken to by a manager who doesn't even earn that much more than you, but speaks to you down a certain way having short breaks, all these things I wasn't aware of, like how it worked. And it made me respect the working nine to five people much more mm. than I ever did before. Cause I used to think when everyone's talking about getting a job, I was like, that's dead, man. I'd rather do the road, man. I can make this and that and do all of that nonsense. Mm. So when I worked there, that was the biggest ever wake up call for me as a human being was mm. when I worked in co-op. I was still doing my videos, you know, I'd still like snap at work. I used to do like a little freestyle with um, coriander and barely, all the little spices, I do little mad freestyles and, yeah. and I used to show my setting. So I remember my brethren, one one of my brethren from school was like, brother, and he's up this year, he's got mad businesses now. He goes, brother, I respect you so much because you're not shying away from your situation. I was showing when I was going back home on the bus, I'll show when I missed the bus and I had to walk because I was working um, right next to Emirates Stadium, right. the co-op right there. So I was showing when I would miss my bus and because yeah. in my head, I knew I'm going to be out of this situation, bro. Yeah. I've still got a picture now. Obviously, it's not them, but I'm working with other people now. But I've got a picture of me on a bus at 12 or 1 o'clock in the morning and I've taken a picture of Nighttown. I said, one day I'm going to work with Nike. Oh, cool. Obviously, man's working with the ops now, but yeah, I hear that. it's yeah. still like, I knew, bro. Like, there's just something in me. I was like, nah, God didn't put me through all of this stuff. Yeah. I didn't deal with all of this stuff and survived all the stuff I survived for me not to be able to be successful. Yeah, do you know it. what I mean? So, And you know, what, as well, just even going on the road thing and that, like I know there's a lot of young bucks and that on the road or whatever who feel, uh, you know what, I'm not going to get a job because mm. it's road thing and that's long. Let me tell you this as well, yeah. Bear them, let's not get this, let's make this very clear. Bear youths that are on the road doing that are super shit at it. Mm. Like proper shit at it. Mm. I remember saying before, yeah, um, Heady one said, my young buck shitted out the pack and flushed it. Tell me, mm. why, how could he be so clumsy? Mm. On um, What was it? One Hunter with um, Dave. Dave. I think yeah. that's the name of the song. 18 Hunter. Yeah. yeah, that's it, yeah. Right? And that line to me is funny. Mm. And the reason why that's funny is because I know that some youths probably did that type of shit. And it's like, bro, you know what, yeah? Going cunch or whatever it is, yeah, and shitting out the pack and flushing it or whatever now, yeah, where you've gone and lost that, which now means you've probably got to go and work for free. Mm. Big man, if you go Tesco's and that, yeah, and do a little part-time thing to, mm. until you figure out what it is that you want to do or whatnot, you see if you lose the Rask Clark, the pack of um, granola, 
Mm. You ain't got to work that off for free, cuz. Mm. You get what I'm saying? You still get your peas at the end of the month or whatever, and it's less stress. No one's trying to take your head off. Mm. No one's trying to do any of that. Mm. You could just do this thing as a little side thing just until you can figure out what it is that you want to do. Mm. Don't get, like, I know the circumstances trap you in. Mm. Trust me, I understand that. Fully. I fully understand that. But... There's so many youths that I speak to that do the road thing and that. And I'm like, why are you... Bro, Crap, you're, you're actually shit at it. Do you bro. know what? Like, it's... you're actually so shit at it. Like, oh. you... And and you know what? See, all of the P's that you've got right there, right on the thing, that's the re-up. Mm. That's the re-up. It feels good because you've got the I, racks there. I was that guy. Oh, me. I crappiest ever. Is it, yeah? Crap. Dead. Dead, dead, dead. I was, you know it's with me, yeah? I realised that I loved um, catching up to everyone. And then blowing everything. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I remember I'd go raving, yeah, with like six bills, yeah? I'm seeing everyone do this on a normal day. I'm going crazy. What do you want right now? I'm copying. I'll do the first round and I'll do the second round. Mm. The more I wave, I that. get. Then I get home and I'm like, oh, oh shit. Like, you're like, bruh, fuck. The Have connect- you ever gone into and your then the pocket connect's gonna- knowing that there's nothing in there, but you're hoping that bro. there's just a £20 at least. Bro. Just at least. And then, remember, them times there, when a man's going raving, it's not a card thing. No. It's so mad that having a card looked mad. Oh, what are you doing with a card? I, yes, need, to see, that's I, I need, need to see the cash. Yeah, Where is it's it? strong. Now, if I see someone back out bread in front of me, yeah, like cash to, to buy something, yeah, for me, it's just like, come on, man. Where's your card, bro? Bro, honestly, like, there's a, there's two folds for this for yeah. me, yeah? <laughs> On one hand, I love seeing these guys, like rappers and all of that, making hella racks. Because yeah. you know what? I know that it was never always like this, Yeah, bro. of course, of course. Trust yeah. me when I tell you, I know that. Mm. I've been following this thing for a long time, bro. Mm. And I'm a big fan of it. Mm. And so, even if I may not rate you so much as an artist, I love that you've been able to change your circumstances mm-hmm. and your life and your friends and do all. I love it, innit? The other side is when I see man in the car with like a hundred bags in cash on the thing, I'm or counting money. I just think like, bro, see, like I just go in my account right like this year, and I can just literally tap this right now, mm. and I could just see it. Mm. So to me, I'm like, I get it, mm. but it's a bit dead now. I, the funny thing is though, yeah, why we can't say that though is because the same way we look at our account every maybe hour or two hours, yeah, yeah, you, look, yeah. you look at your account and be like, yeah, right, let me okay, just do that now, okay. Yeah, okay, let me just have a look as well. <laughs> Invoices, have they cleared yet? <laughs> Yeah, look at so you look, I check it I need to, to see, see if anything's gone wrong, if, if anything's pending. Oh, I need payment. to see if the something's dropped in. Do you know what I'm saying? You know what pending I'm saying? payment, yeah. all of that stuff. Yeah. So, oh, we look at it, yeah, and it's like that's their same thing. It's like they're doing the same thing we're doing, it's just that they're doing it with a physical cash. Mm. It's just that, do you know what it is with me? Yeah, it's like. I feel like we're at that age right now, yeah, where like... No, nothing dropped it. Yeah, it's cool. <laughs> <laughs> well, I just feel like we're at that age right now, yeah, where like, you see with the rappers, when rappers do it, we understand it. Mm. It's a it's a part of an image, isn't it? It's what we, we, we buy into. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, Future does it. Future planked on a mill. Do you know what I'm saying? It's like, we, we love that side of, our. Uh, he's got mad bread. Floyd Mayweather doesn't need to tell us that he's a multi-millionaire, but... He flaunts it and we buy into it. Mm-hmm. It's the not like the normal trappers, yeah. And I look at trappers and I think a smart trapper doesn't want no one to know that he traps because he wants to continue making this bread. And do you know what I'm saying? The trappers that like inconspicuous. Oh, that yeah, the trappers that are showing man that boom, this is what man's making, yeah. 
when when you do get bagged and when you do get robbed or when you do get whatever it's based off the way you flaunted it mm. do you get me so it's like for me it's just like come on man let's just be like, i know you got bread over there but let's just get me because you're not doing something legal anyway so let's make it seem as if it is until yeah. it isn't do you know also i also accept that see that counting 500 racks and that and counting all of that I, I've, I, I also accept that that's more for the kids that shit mm. doesn't impress or gyal and gyal yeah I guess so yeah, and gyal yeah because yeah, I guess people get they for me I'm just like that is long bro I, in my mind I'm just like you might just put like if you're going to do something like that you might as well just show the account balance like, or that's, get a money that, counter and do it that way yeah exactly but uh, yeah <laughs> yeah so for me I'm just like I, I get more impressed by I get more impressed by when a rapper See, like a rapper that's making big bread and that. Mm. I get more impressed by when they show like the interior of the yard. Mm. Do you get what I'm saying? When I see that or when I hear them, you know, talking about a certain type of investment or whatever. And I'm like, oh, shit. Yeah, like mm. that inspires me. Those you know, it's right. You're right, Chuck, because man knows rappers are making stupid money right now. Yeah, and it's cool. warranted. You deserve it. Do you get me? But it's like, again, it's like you got to understand what each rapper is very different in terms of what they're doing it for. Do you know what I'm saying? We're all doing it to make money, but then it's like, what are you actually doing it for? Because when we look at other rappers who we know have got stupid bread, their main thing is to provide for young people or, or to do whatever, inspire the youth. Do you know what I'm saying? And it's like, I like the fact that, obviously there's a lot of pressure we put on rappers as well, because they're not asking anyone to, to, to be role models. They're showing you a part of their life and you're seeing the growth in them. Mm. You know what I'm saying? And I think sometimes we just got to let these rappers grow as well, Fact. because this is, like you said, probably the first time that they've got into this mad bread that, that they've got. And it's like, sometimes you don't know how to how to deal with it. Mm. But I think when it gets to a certain stage, like we just know they'll they'll dumb it down. Like, yeah, of course. This is, like again, you said it's for the kids. Yeah, man. Do you know what I mean? But um, yeah, you give me rapper money, I might start acting up different. Oh, <laughs> uh, nah, did you know what? Maybe, yeah. Not now, nah, but I would do some stupid shit, but not like, I don't know, not, I wouldn't have, I just wouldn't do that. But I guess my level of stunting would probably be, I would do stupid stunting but on things that like maybe some people just wouldn't really get. Mm. So like, for example, if I got that, say I had the hella, hella bag, yeah? I'd like have, you see the mattress that I've got? Mm. I'd be talking about my mattress, yeah? yeah, yeah. But like, you'd be thinking I'm joking, yeah. but I spent the what? Yeah. See this mattress here? Mm. Tr- listen, see when your girl lies down on this one? What? And, and, and it's, sinks into her body. I'm telling oh, let's, you, let's damping a pan, she'd lie on the thing, yeah, and before anything's even happened, damping a panty. She yeah, don't even know what's going on. Damping a panty, don't you get me mad. What a word, I'm using that. I'm, t- I'm, I'm telling you. Let me heard it first. I'm telling you. Oh my, oh, is this what you've invited me in? Do you know what I'm, I love though, yeah? I love when I go to someone's house, yeah, and I'm telling you as a brother, yeah? I like when I go to someone's house and it makes me not want to leave. Oh, yeah. Because I like when I look at a place and I'm like, you've done really well for yourself. Why wouldn't you want to leave? That's the investment I want. I oh, want to yeah. have a, a crazy crib that I can invite all my brethren to come yeah, to yeah. and you lot don't want to leave because I don't yeah. want you lot to leave. Right. We've got everything here. Cinema room. Yeah. We've got pitch out there. We've got... One word. Spacious. Sp- like dumb space. Mm. Like in my crib, you can, f- you can pass a ball to someone and you've skipped all the furniture. Yeah, I hear that as though. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, that's for me, yeah, because I remember my, one of my brethren's, yeah, um, well, they're, they're brothers anyway, but their family was the house that we used to go to, innit, yeah? It was in Dulwich. 
And this house, yeah, for us, we used to call it the mini mansion. Right. It was bigger than all of our cribs, yeah, yeah. all of our council together. flats, everything put together. But it was that space where you can go there and everything's there. Mm. It got to a stage there, yeah, blood. Man, man would leave there at like two in the morning, go home, shower, phone my man, like, what? Where, where you are you? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm just like, my have it. All right, say no, I'm just getting in the shower. I'm going to call you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Then man would, man would go there and just be waiting until he's called, man. He goes, oh, yeah, man's, like, oh, man's outside. So. Yeah. Like, <laughs> it, it was one of them places, innit? And I loved how his mum and dad, yeah. There's something different about their carpet in those yards, innit? It's just right. Yeah. Why is your floor about... in the kitchen heated? Yeah, exactly. Why? Yeah. Why is I'm that? I'm barefoot in the Why kitchen. Why have you got a 60 inch? In your front room with a bar right there. Yeah, exactly. And soft sofas that when you sit down on, you're in there. I'm telling you. What's going on here? Big Ross Clark dining table. Why is there always food in your fridge? 12 seats. There's a... How can there be? Yeah, so cool. You go upstairs. There's like three bedrooms. Go upstairs. There's another bedroom. In that bedroom, ensuite. Yeah. Garden. Mad. You can have parties out there. You can kick ball. Funny enough, when they moved to the new house, that's why I did my video. I don't know if you saw in the garden when I'm like, oh, I'm going to be a celebrity on my birthday. That's the house I did it in. Oh, fuck. That weren't no rent, rental crib. That's their house. Okay. And his dad's like my dad, innit? So he went to LA and he knew that I wanted to use the house for the party. And he was like, oh, yeah. I, was like, oh. I looked at the grass. I was like, oh. can I come there and clean it um, and, and do it? He already done it for me. Oh, for real? He goes, yeah, enjoy yourself, man. Like he He's what got us on the brown liquor. From 18 years of age, bro, 17. Yeah. Man was on the Vossi, fam. Serious? Like, he fucked with man. When I think about it properly, he made man drink Vossi and Henny on a Mazza. But like, that that's the environment that I would want to inject my money into. Mm. And I, because I, I know it's generational, innit? It's like, yeah. my kids will be able to bring their brethrens over and have that fun. And I think, when you look at things, when you can look back and say, what have I done with my money? Mm. Apart from all the stuff you might do back home and stuff, where mm. you're living and for your family and friends, I think that's that's one of those good things I want to yeah, do. Yeah, man. Get me. Well, listen, Harry, AKA Playboy Clarty. Come on. Brother, you know what? Another good one, man. Seriously, man. Like, Always. I love the man that you're you're kind of growing into in that yeah, as well, man. bro. Developing it. into in I that. I feel like we're both and growing, bro. man. Yeah, definitely. 100%, man. Um, uh, not physically, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, um, definitely spiritually and mentally, and um, and yeah, bro, like just love and guidance to you every time, bro. We gotta check in again um, another twelve months. Yeah, man, of course. Or even earlier than that, actually. The way yeah, I didn't realize it was as long as it was, bro. I said when to I you checked, though. it was it was April, um, two thousand and nineteen. I thought it was under a year. No, it's way over. Yeah, because um. Mum was staying around the corner, staying to Callum. Oh, okay. I remember when you hopped in your car, when you left there, I just walked up the road. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. yeah I remember was, you saying, actually. Where yeah, yeah, up You're there. Closer than that. Yeah. Oh, mad, okay. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, right now the shops, but yeah. Yeah, yeah. Honourable shout out to Skits as well. Oh, shit. Forgot. I didn't even tell you this before. So what I'm doing at the end of every episode now, yeah, is I'm saying, what is the one thing that people need to see? And it, like... It, it can be anything. So it can be like, it can be a tune. It can be a, um, it could be a clothing brand. It could be, a, um, it could be anything. It could be a documentary. It could be a TV show. It could be a fucking camera. It could be a, it could be a co, anything. Mm. What is the one thing that you feel that someone needs to see or know about? Know about, okay. So I'm gonna basically explain why yeah. they need to see this thing, but I'll explain why. Over the last two years, I've realized that family and friends and stuff, I appreciate them so much, yeah? However, 
when we're around these people, we're glued to our phones. Mm-hmm. We're glued to devices. We're glued to stuff that is outside of what's actually in front of us, like friends and stuff, yeah? I'm sure, like, Callum's on his phone now. Do you know what I'm saying? <laughs> I watched Social Dilemma, yeah? And I'm sure probably if you haven't watched it already, watch yeah. it, it's on Netflix. That will give you an insight into how fucked social media and phones have made us yeah. and how antisocial and how um, it's messing up the younger generation. There's some statistics there of like, um, people are getting the filters on Insta- on, on Snapchat from surgery, you're going to surgeons to get that. Um, there's been a high rate in um, fe- young children, young females, suicide rates because of not getting enough likes and stuff on social media. And I think we've all been a victim of posting a picture and not getting enough likes and thinking, rush, right. I delete it. Yeah. And that, that mental side of things, I think people need to really tap into. So if anyone hasn't ever listened to, I mean, watched it, go watch Social Dilemma, it's on, it's on Netflix. Very- um, Yeah, yeah, I've seen that. Yeah, very influential. And I think um, it's a big wake up call as well. 100%. Callum, have you got one? No. Um, you haven't had one for the last um, 10 I'm weeks, bro. Callum's moving mad. So he hasn't had one for the last 10 weeks. He spent, well, I'm Callum, man. He spent, he spent like 75 racks oh, on some, on some <laughs> thing. Um, on some camera thing, yeah, and he's not even been using it. Where is that? I'm gonna mention that I, every I episode. Use it this week. I use it this week, so why are you not using it here, bro? <laughs> he's got no, different I projects. Is <laughs> explained it last episode. Man spent hella racks, you know. Um, mine is a song again. Well, mine's an album actually. Yeah, artist called Chi Lingo. Yeah, listen, he's got an album called The Worst Generation, and it is top tier. I'm gonna hard bro gets is on it um koji radicals on it as well um sam Hemshaw. there's a song on there yeah called bobbin for apples let me just play it. let me just hit away quick just a little bit watch him i like this instrumental yeah it's very, cinematic. very cinematic. i know someone's coming to it rap reminds rap. me of um to pimp a butterfly kendrick kind of vibe watch him now my brothers to go where the love is it's deep surviving off a life that you know is destructive uh-huh. that wheel of fortune you've been riding been holding some punches mm-hmm. fuck it at least if you nap a pagan you know who you're hugging friends turn enemies real quick but we learn how to suss it man Listen, said that wheel of fortune let me tell you something gave you a puncher I'm gonna film some more checkups next month, actually, and I'm actually gonna do one with him. Yeah, um, I'm gonna do one with him still. Now, I yeah, fuck with what him and Koji out. have been doing of late as well. Huh? I, I fuck with him, what him and Koji He's have been re- doing. Like Koji, at proper rate. As yeah, well. different, like, different um, kettle. I've had him on the pod before. He's a he's a sick guy, mm. real good musician. Mm. Um, yeah, man, I love him. Honorable shout out to Jay Prince as well. I know Jay Prince has got. And I know I shouldn't give you two, but I'm going to anyway. There's no rules. Um, I won't, I won't, I won't. But uh, Jay Prince, he's got something with Koji as well called The World, uh, The Word. Yeah, mm-hmm. go and check that as well. But, um, you know, I could be here all day. Um, yeah, bro, Harry, blessed yeah. love, bro. You don't know each and every time. Um, Callum on the cam. Thanks for listening, everyone, yeah? Love.